<clears throat> All right. And we are live. We are here. We have arrived. Who do we got in the chat? We got Nicholas. Welcome. That's right. Imran. That's right. And we got Lil Movie Perp. That's right. Welcome. Welcome to the stream. We're going to hang out, bullshit a little bit. <laughs> Wait for some more people to pop in, and then we'll go ahead and get it crack-a-lacking. That's right. Eric, how you doing, buddy? Doing all right. Doing yeah. all right. Just still, uh, you know, just trying to pick some horror movies to watch for the last week of October. Get ready yes. for for Halloween. And uh, this Here year, I'm go. I'm not actually handing out. Well, I guess I technically am. We're doing. We're right, having right, a little right. get together for my cousin's little little girl whose birthday's right. on Halloween. So I'm going oh, yeah. over doing little, you know, little trick or treating in the house and doing right. little stuff. All right. Are you guys, is, are you guys, is that neighborhood out there where you're at? Are you, are you guys allowing trick-or-treating to go on out there? In my particular neighborhood, I think it is. But since I won't be home, it really doesn't matter. This is going be at his house. Right, right. Copy that. Well, that's cool. That's cool. What's up, Eric Burns? Welcome to the Chizat. We got Carrie Laura. What's up? All right, I'm glad all of you guys are here because I cannot wait to talk about the Twilight franchise. Woo! Oh, man. Do this. And then after we talk about the greatest action horror franchise of all time, which is Twilight, after that, we're going to go right into True Blood. Okay, we're going to talk about that series because it's, again, I'm just, I'm just messing with you guys, right? <laughs> Well, no, as a bonus, right as a bonus, we could we could just do a little bonus review on Blade Trinity. You know, be great. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know yeah. maybe we should say fuck fuck our list that we have and just talk about Blade Trinity for the for the rest of the stream. Oh yeah, man. Hell yeah. yeah. We I can always relive that. Hey. <laughs> All right, we got Omega Thirty Two. Welcome to the stream. We got Oscar Diaz. What's cracking, lacking? All right. Let's go ahead and get it popping. I think we got enough people in here as of right now. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the stream, everyone. Welcome to the Verbal Nectar Podcast Live. And uh, today we are focusing on the horror genre, one of our favorite genres of all time, mixed with a little bit of action. All right. Got a little bit of an action horror genre. And of course, this type of genre is subjective, right? Some people are going to look at our lists and be like, I don't know if I'll put that on there, but that's great. Let us know in the comments in the chat and also recommendations and what you guys think uh, needs to go on the chat. Oh, we got the Fluffy Gamer. Team Edward. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So we're going to have some fun. I thought this would be a fun little topic because you don't really see a lot of people do this. They usually talk about their favorite horror movies and stuff like that. And all of that is fun, but we want to get some action. Right, let's let's throw in a little bit of gunplay. You know what I'm saying? Some sword katana shit. All right, some magic shit. All right, let's just throw it in there. Have a little bit of fun with our horror genre. So, I am going to bear with me. I'm going to bring up my list on the side here, and before we get it cracking, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I have some dishonorable mentions. Okay, <laughs> dishonorable yeah, mention. What I mean by dishon, what I mean is that these movies are not good. These are not good movies. 
But if you can watch them for free or have them on in the background, like at a Halloween party, everyone's over drinking, having a good time. You just need some white noise in the background. I think these are good choices. Okay. Like I said, these are not good movies. <laughs> All right. Really quickly. We got Aaron Eckhart playing a chiseled, greased, ripped, greased up, ripped superhero version of the Frankenstein monster. <laughs> I Frankenstein. Yes. That's a dishonorable mention. Do you want to see the Frankenstein's monster with two collie sticks on top of the mountain doing martial arts? If that's your thing, I Frankenstein. Next up, Dracula Untold. Really like Luke Evans. I thought he played a good Dracula. Unfortunately, I kind of found the movie bland. I kind of found it boring. However, I'm throwing it on here. Remember, the key is to watch it for free. I'm throwing it, I'm throwing it on here because you get a scene where Dracula takes on a whole army Self, he uses his All right. if you see out of this stream you're deal with. <laughs> yeah, you broke up a little bit there. Yeah. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. <laughs> you know what's funny about that movie? It's not a good movie. Well, what's funny about that movie is when you when you finally accept the absurdity that okay Abraham Lincoln's killing fucking vampires all right when you accept that then you're okay, then I'm okay with the movie but then the, after that the movie decides to be an Abraham Lincoln movie biopic and you're like what the fuck is happening and then finally at least at the end he goes back to killing vampires like I said white noise in the background while you're in the kitchen with your homies. Drinking beer, doing the damn thing. All right. I just watched this last night. Rekill. Have any of you guys heard of that? No. Rekill. Not a good movie. <laughs> but it's a smaller, a smaller scale, low budget film starring your favorite Scott Atkins. Yes. Scott Atkins is in this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, the concept of the movie is cool. Basically, it's the, the, the zombie apocalypse. But we have this reality TV show where you're watching, instead of watching like cops, you're watching uh, basically uh, these mercenaries that go out and all they do is kill zombies. That's it. Every episode. I think we would watch a show like that. Every episode, the team goes out and hunt zombies. So a lot of shooting, a lot of action, a lot of carnage. Not a great movie, but a good. it's a decent watch. I really struggled to even put this movie on the dishonorable mention. But we got Steven Summers, Van Helsing. Mm. I, 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 I struggled to, to even put it on the dishonorable mention. You know what's funny? I used to like that movie. I used to like it. I actually had the soundtrack to that movie. But it just didn't age well. And when I ended up watching it later, I was like, oh, there's problems. There's a lot of problems here. But on the background, white noise, carnage, mindless, throw it on there. Go for it. And then Jason X. <laughs> mm. That's the yeah. last dishonorable mention. <laughs> Ridiculous, stupid as hell, but fun. Jason gets an upgrade. There we go. All right, the dishonorable mention gone. Now I have, I'm going to quickly go through some honorable mentions. Now, the reason why these are not on my list and they're just honorable mentions is because I'm sure a lot of you out there probably may not consider these horror films. You may not consider these of the horror genre, but I still feel like it needs, they, you know, they, it needs to be mentioned. All right. So honorable mentions, Starship Troopers. 
of putting it on there. Okay, now I know you're thinking sci-fi, right? But when you have so much gore and carnage and body parts and jibs, and you have scenes where Michael Ironside take tilts the head back, it's a big, huge gapping hole in someone's head because the brain is gone, and then he slowly turns and looks at the camera and goes, they sucked his brains out. I, I feel it needs to be an honorable mention. <laughs> Understandable. Oh, yeah. Here's a here's a controversial one. What do you guys think of this? The Terminator. Oh, that's legit. That's, that's a legit action horror movie. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm glad you guys are on board. Yeah. Some people are like, no, it's sci-fi. The Terminator, the original, which a lot of people feel like it's the scariest one. It's like it's a fucking serial, it's like a slasher film. Mm-hmm. But he's on steroids and you can't stop him, basically. All right. Yeah. And it's freaky. Then when he's just the endoskeleton walking at the end and shit, it's kind of freaky, right? The Terminator. All right. Assault on Precinct 13, the original. I'm throwing it on here. John Carpenter's. All right. I'm throwing it, throwing it in there. It's a, 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 a small police precinct. They're closing down, it's on its last legs. A gang shows up, a whole bunch of murderous gang members show up to kill everyone. And it's but down to the people. There's only like five or four or five people left inside the building. And they have to face, basically, they even have to team up with one of the inmates. The sheriff and the inmate team up. Action's cool. It's badass. The The gang members are fucking psycho. So I think, I think it's an honorable mention. All right. Similar movie, VFW. Very similar. It's almost an ode to... Assault on Precinct 13. Gory, violent, grindhouse. You got the military veterans kicking ass, taking names. All right? Surviving the game with Ice T. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. That's Surviving a good one. Game with Ice T. Yeah. Look at this cast. Charles S. Dutton. <laughs> all right? Fucking Gary Busey being himself, being crazy. Rudger Hauer. What? The villain from Amadeus. <laughs> okay, I can't remember his name right now, but yeah, even if it stars Ice T, who's off and on as an actor, I still think it's a fucking badass, cool movie. They pick up this homeless homeless guy, they promise him a job, everything's good to go. Let's go out to the woods, let's hunt, and he becomes the prey, and it's fucking badass. Now here, I just watched this over the weekend. I've been wanting to watch it for a long time. It's similar to Surviving the Game, but way more gorier. This movie's so much more gorier, it makes Surviving the Game look like a Disney film. Okay? And I really enjoyed the violent, dark comedy, The Hunt. Did any of you guys see that? Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed The Hunt. I had a blast. I was laughing. I was laughing because it was nothing but dark comedy the whole fucking movie. You get a one-on-one big-ass fight scene at the end where I was really surprised. I was like, "This fight is yeah. still going!" Like, yeah, I was really impressed with the hunt. Like, it, I had really, I had no expectations. I was, I wanted to see it, but I didn't really know what to expect. So, the hunt. If you guys have not seen that, it's a, it's a kick-ass good time, man. All right, and dead alive, unrated. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I'm throwing these are just honorable mentions. All right, dead alive. Unrated version could be considered the most the goriest horror film ever made. I just throw it on here just for fun because I love the movie. But you get a scene where the priest kicks ass for the Lord and does martial arts. Yes, the priest does martial arts 
on the zombies and Ron House kicks their heads off. Yes, this happens in the movie. The, <laughs> fina- <laughs> the yes. And just totally destroying the room of zombies where he's so much blood is coming on him. He's just screaming. He's like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. I just, just for fun, because I love the movie, I, had, I threw it on there as honorable mention. Now, here's a controversial one. More, much more than Terminator. Bone Tomahawk. Have any of you guys I seen see, Yeah, I can see uh, it being an action horror film. I can. I can see you classifying yeah. it as that. Okay. Nice. I'm glad. I'm glad because Bone Tomahawk is one of those movies where a lot of people hate this movie. They hate it. They think it's boring. Nothing's happening. And then when something happens, they're just like, really? And that's it. They hate the movie. But if you go into Bone Tomahawk like me and Lady Fatblood did, we did not know that we were going to experience real horror. (laughs) Like we had no idea that by the end of the movie, we were going to be like this because things happen realistically. Things happen. It was very unexpected. And it's, we were like, Oh, what's this old timey Western starring Kurt Russell? We love Kurt Russell tombstone tombstone son. All right. We love Kurt Russell, big Trump, little China. And we're like, Oh, this low budget Western starring Kurt Russell. What's this bone tomahawk? So we watch it. Very slow burn, traditionally told Western, where there's not really a lot of action at all. But uh, Matt, let me see, not Matthew Fox. Um, what's his name? Uh, the guy from Watchmen who played Night Owl. He's in the Conjuring movies. What's his name? Oh, it's at the tip of my tongue. Patrick Wilson? Yes. Patrick Wilson. His wife gets kidnapped. So a la the searchers, they get to they get a group together, they go out to find out what happened to her. Very slow burn, a lot of character development, not really any action at all. Very kind of low budget film. It's not a big budget movie, but we're in, we're invested, we're watching. And then when the third act happens, I'm not gonna ruin it for chat. When the third act happens, I was on I was literally on the edge of my seat and I was like, holy fucking shit, are you kidding me right now? Did that just happen? Did that just happen? And it's literal horror. Like horror at the end of that movie. And it's intense and it's fucked up and it's crazy. So we ended up loving the shit out of Bone Tomahawk. And when we recommended it to some people, some people were like, oh my God, I never heard of this movie. Thank you. Thank you for recommending this to us. And then a lot of other people were like, why did you recommend that boring ass shit movie? And the ending, oh my god, that was so stupid. So, to each his own, you know, to each his own, right? But Bone Tomahawk is an honorable mention to me. And and I threw this on here just for fun. Monster Squad, I threw it on there, fuck it. That's a good choice, yeah. All right. Right there, man. I just had to do it. I I noticed kids kids in it. I noticed kids in it, but fuck it. I know it's the horror version of the Goonies. I get it. I know Frankenstein monsters all lovey-dovey and cute and all this stuff, but Wolfman's got nards. Okay? <laughs> all right? He, the werewolf gets kicked in the nuts. They push him out of the fucking window, and they blow him up. Yes. <laughs> they blew up the, the, the Wolfman. Got blown up. Yeah, And they question. You have to question yourself. <laughs> 
will it actually kill him or not? They answer the question in that movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, they blew him up. And then later we get, in my opinion, because I, I, I love the original black and white, uh, The Creature of the Black Lagoon. I love that movie. But Stan yeah. Winston, Stan Winston, uh, the legend, did the effects for uh, the creatures in the Monster Squad. And that's the best looking creature of the Black Lagoon I've ever seen in my entire life. It's in Monster Even Squad. For the 80s. Yeah. Even for the 80s. Right? And what happened? What happened? The kid grabbed a fucking shotgun and blew him and shot and blew him up. Turned around, cocked the shotgun, talking shit to the bully, the school bully. <laughs> man, yeah, get my name right, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> You get a scene where fucking Dracula takes out a whole bunch of cops. The cops try to fuck him up. He goes, whoop, your next crack, bye. Oh, you're dead. This is in a kid's movie. But that's how things were in the 80s. Oh, that's remember when Dracula picked up the five-year-old girl by the neck and called her a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, will, you will never see anything like that now. Yeah, no, so just, no, just no. for fun. <laughs> My name is Horace. <laughs> yes, there you go. There you go. Yeah, so uh, again, uh, welcome, chat, to the stream. Uh, I know I kind of went and kind of jumped the gun here, and I got right into the dishonorable mention, the honorable mention, just for fun, just to get it out of the way. But uh, if you are just joining the chat now, we have with us Eric, the Asian movie enthusiast. That's right. He is a brother from another mother. That's right. We both love the martial arts. Hong Kong, Japan, Korea, all all the just all the genres. He this guy is the expert. I mean, let me point this one. He is the <laughs> expert at this kind of stuff. And I love talking movies and films with him. There you go. <laughs> this this guy, I don't know who this guy is. How'd this guy get in the how did he get in the stream? Who's this guy? He just snuck in. No, that's uh yep. D Rage Daniel here, the sci-fi century. All right, loves the kaiju movies, science fiction, action, martial arts, action figures, models. If you guys are interested in that, make sure you go to his channel and subscribe. And if you're interested in what I mentioned earlier, well, Eric, make sure you go to his channel and subscribe uh, to him as well. Now, now that my stuff's gone out of the way, I'm going to go ahead and blow through just a couple of movies really quick. Just kind of briefly go through them. None of this, no long reviews because we want to make sure everybody gets a turn. All right. So, first up, I have, all right, Dead Heat. Ooh. Dead Heat. Yes. Action horror, I think it belongs on the list. That's the one with Piscopo and Treat Williams? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Joe Piscopo is garbage. (laughs) Joe Piscopo. Almost ruins the movie. He's trying way too hard to be funny in that movie. However, Treat Williams keep that's right, the substitute, substitute. Treat Williams keeps it grounded, and he's fun to watch. So basically, Daniel, if you've never seen it, it's a, it's a buddy cop type movie. Uh, Treat Williams gets killed. Basically comes back as a zombie. So you have a zombie cop for the rest of the movie. So it's kind of a horror comedy as well. But dude, the finale is like ridiculous. The finale... Treat Williams is basically Terminator because he's a zombie. So he's just guns a-blazing, walking through, shooting the bad guys, and they're shooting him up, but he's not dying. It's intense. It's fun. It's just Joe Piscopo's in the movie, unfortunately. 
But yeah, Dead Heat, I think that's worth uh, worth a mention. Have you guys seen? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I lost a second there. You... He'll come back in a second. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you see me? <laughs> Are we are we back? Her, yeah, I yeah, hear you now. Okay, so mayhem is a lot of fun. Make sure you guys check mayhem out. Basically, you have a big office type deep uh, office building. Everybody's in there working their cubicles, office space style. People are miserable. They hate it. Blah blah blah. And then they're trying to leave the building, but they can't because it's been quarantined on the outside because of a virus. The virus breakout is making people give in to their urges which is their violent er- tendencies, right? And so everyone's just grabbing weapons and it's a fucking battle royale in the, <laughs> in, the, in the building. Some people prefer a Belko experiment. That has its moments, but fuck that movie. Mayhem's a lot more fun because there's some comedy in there, some dark, dark comedy. Uh, what's it called? My girl from uh, Babysitter. I can't think of her name right now. God damn it. Uh, Samara Weaving. Yeah. Oh. She's in there with a nail gun shooting fools. It's a lot of fun. Mayhem's good. Wrong Turn 2. <laughs> Has anyone seen any of the Wrong Turn movies? I think I saw the first one, but I haven't I, uh, I haven't seen the sequels. Okay. The first one has Paul Walker in it, right? I think you're thinking of... Um, U-Turn? You, wrong Turn. Uh, wrong Joyride. Turn. Oh, Joyride, maybe, yeah. No, wrong turn is you have these deformed, this deformed kind of family, you know, a la Texas Chainsaw Massacre in a way, and they hunt people in the woods. That's basically the wrong turn films. I have, I've only seen the first two. But the second one, I think, is worthy of this list because <laughs> I, I'm not going to go into the plot, but you have this. I think they're trying to do a TV show. It's been a long time since I watched it. They're trying to do some kind of series out in the woods, and Henry Wa- Henry Rollins, Henry Rollins is in the movie, and he's just kind of there as a consultant. It didn't, and it didn't really feel. You don't feel like he's the star of the film, but when shit hits the fan out of nowhere, unexpectedly, Henry Rollins, you find out has a military background, as you do, and he hunts and fucks up. Violently, all the bad guys, all the, the you know deformed cre- you know creature humans. He goes and f- he, I was like, dude, this is like a legitimate action movie. Now there's some cool gore effects. There's a lot of fun. Wrong turn too. All right, one more, and then I'll I'll spin it to Eric. Have any of you seen Feast? No. Okay. No. Make sure you watch the unrated version. But here's the here's the kicker. I hope Chat is listening as well. I bought Feast on DVD unrated with the extra scenes. I, then I enjoyed it so much, I later bought it on Blu-ray, and it's theatrical, even though it says unrated on the disc mm-hmm. and unrated on the box. So, Chad, I hope you're listening. If you're trying to buy Feast on Blu-ray, don't, <laughs> okay, because it's the theatrical version. It's not unrated. Okay, so Feast is a blast. It's a low-budget movie, but it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. Stay away from the fucking Feast sequels. Don't watch the Feast sequels. Don't do, Don't even bother. But it's a Creature Feature Monster Fest movie, but it's a blast. And Henry Rollins is in it. 
except, except he's not a badass. He's just like a politician in this one. Oh, okay. But it's kind of like, it's kind of, it's the movies kind of takes place in like this bar, right? Self-owned bar, kind of roadhouse type of place. And uh, it's pretty badass and intense and fast paced. And it starts with the hero, the badass hero comes in and he locks the door and everyone's sitting in there like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? And he's got a shotgun. They're like, what is going on? This guy's crazy. And he tells them they're coming. There's something outside. They're on their way. And I'm here to prepare you guys for the fight. Like he gives this big, like heroic, badass monologue, right? And then right after that, one of the creatures reaches through the window, snatches his ass and pulls him out and he's dead. And then, like, right at the beginning of the movie. And then the movie gives you another hero to follow. But it's it's really violent. There's a lot of intense moments. I highly recommend Feast Unrated version. Yeah, there's some crazy shit that ha- happens in that. All right, enough of my yip jibba jabba. Let's go ahead to Mr. Eric. What you got? What's your recommendations? Yes. Well, first, before we move on, we have to say thank you to John Martinez, who gave you a uh, super chat. Oh, shit. So thank you, John. Well, thank and you, John. He just says, uh, you know, what's up, fat samurai guy? Start the ruckus. Oh, we're starting the fucking ruckus. That's it. Thank you, sir, for donating to the to the chat, uh, to the stream. Thank you. I didn't see it because I had my bootleg notes uh, above over it. But uh, thanks for pointing that out, Eric. What you got yeah. for it? Well, half my list tonight are Hong Kong movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, back in the day, they did a lot of crazy genre benders. And uh, a lot of those include action and horror. So, are you getting a little feedback on your end? Do I sound good? You sound fine, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, you sound fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I'm going to hit you hard right from the start with the a student. film directed by Nagai Choi Lam, the same guy who gave us Ricky O, the story of Ricky. So he made a movie called The Seventh Curse from 1986. And this movie is about like a doctor archaeologist, Indiana Jones type guy. And he uh, suffers from health problems like lesions that explode from his body. And he has to go back to uh, Thailand and basically find a cure to a curse that he got a few years ago. And he went down there and he offended somebody. Okay. So this movie is just completely insane. And it's, it's, you have like demon monster attacks that attack this guy. There's like tribesmen that attack him. There's like little like skeleton demon dudes who attack him. I can dig it. And it's, it's pretty crazy. And it's one of those movies where everybody plays it straight, which makes it just even more hilarious. You know, you'll recognize the lead actor. He was from Fist of Legend. He was Jet Li's uh, friend in Fist of Legend, the guy who he was competing with at the school oh, all right and uh maggie chung is also in this and they will what? say that Ch- and they will say that chow yun fat is the lead but he is not it's a marketing ploy he's only in it for a few scenes so don't <laughs> expect that okay but uh you know it's 80 minutes just balls to the wall just insanity <laughs> and it, it really kind of uh it satisfies so i highly recommend right. the seventh curse okay and then i'll go to japan for the next one this one's more well known but it's got to be named Versus from 2000 you know, from uh, Ryohei Kitamura. And, uh, you know, this is the one where, uh, you know, you get these guys, they break out of prison. They meet up with some Yakuza in a forest to get like transport to go away from authorities. And, you know, there's some uh, there's some alter- ulterior motives in a forest full of zombies that, that meet these dudes. 
Yes. And again, this this is a lower budget flick. But Keita Moore is a talented director with his visuals, so it's yeah. a lot more like energetic than you might expect. It, it's you know it's over two hours long. I do recommend the ultimate cut, yes. which is a longer version and it has additional action scenes and gore in it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's got a nice sense of humor to it. You got some funny moments in there, good zombie kills, and, and kind of and you get zombies that shoot gangster style. <laughs> Come on, yeah. what else do you need? Gangster, yeah. gangster zombies. Okay. Oh, thank you, Hex, for the donation. He, he's asking Fat Samurai, what's your favorite Metallica song and album? We're on topic. We're on different topic here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, favorite. Ah, why not? Master of Puppets, Master of Puppets. There you go. Keep it simple. <laughs> All right. Keep it going, bro. Yeah, and the, people might recognize the lead actor, Tak Sakaguchi, who's been in a bunch of B-flicks over the years. He's good in this. And, uh, yeah, definitely, if they haven't checked out Versus, it's another solid film. So do you want me to do one more, or do you want to rotate now? Up to you, man. I'll do one more, maybe. All right. One more. We got another Hong Kong one. Human Lanterns from 1982. Yes. This one is, uh, you basically have this vengeful craftsman, and he sets these two dudes uh, basically at odds with one another by kidnapping their loved ones and skinning them and making lanterns out of them. And he kind of like facilitates, you know, a conflict between these two protagonists. And the the standout in this film is the villain. This dude is wearing, he wears like a, he has like a skull mask with monkey like fur around it. And uses kind of like a monkey kung fu type thing, which is really cool. Tough to kill, and he's kind of smart and wily, so he's really a a really good villain. There's some good fights. Do you Hmm? do that? Like, it's legitimate, really good fights in that movie too. But do you feel? I know Lole is popular for playing Pai Mei, the Pai Mei character. I don't know, man. I kind of I think this is one of his best roles. (laughs) Yeah. He says, "Oh, he's so he says having a past being evil." And he's always played villains, and he's played some heroes, but he's just like, you know, you can't beat a guy who's so evil that when when the everything around him is burning down and on fire, and he's sword fighting with the <laughs> with the hero of the movie, and he's laughing hysterically while fighting. Yeah, yeah he cackles a lot. That's great. You know, he's yeah. like he's cackling at fighting dudes, and uh, and there is a good horrific element to this as well uh you know there's some skinning scenes that that kind of stand out and some others and his layer is like really cool too it's like dark and foreboding so that's another one to check out human lanterns yeah what you got daniel I'll put that on my list all right daniel what you got all right so you uh, one of your dishonorable mentions was actually a movie that I was gonna actually throw in there. <laughs> oh, it no. Dracula, oh no! It was Dracula and Total that I was gonna throw in there. Let's go. Cool um, no, uh, talk about it. Talk about no, it. So, no, no, it, no. I understand. Yeah, but uh, you know what? I said, you know what? It, it was already. It, it was a good film, but what, what I'm just gonna throw out real quick, and I'm okay. gonna throw it in. A, it is basically more sci-fi, and you know, it, it got a lot of flack, and it's a it's a movie that I still enjoy and I still love, it, and it's always gonna be when it came out last year, and you guys made a review on it. And that's Godzilla, King of the Monsters. All right. And that one I had to throw out there. And 
I mean, it's like I said, it, you, you, you and Lady Fabulous said yourself, the movie had a lot of problems. It could have been a better movie. It could have yeah. been a great movie, but like just, you know, for, for what it, for what it had and what it showed, just, you know, showing the love and showing the nostalgia of all the monsters, you know, Rodan, Mothra, King Ghidorah and Godzilla, of course. And then the story was a little, you know, whatever, but to me, entertaining. And, you know, a lot of the people, of course, you know, a lot of people from the Godzilla community love the film, regardless of what, you know, the critics said and what people said. And, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I basically just uh, enjoyed the film really, you know, so much. And the CGI was, you know, off the charts phenomenal. And, yeah, I, yeah, you know, yeah, I had to yeah. throw that out there. And then oh, yeah. the second one I'm going to add, you know, same with sci-fi just for now till I get to, you know, the next, till we get to the next rotation. Yeah. This movie I had to throw out there too is Kong you know, Island. I was thinking about that. It's a good pick. Yeah, because I mean that that movie Kong Skull Island, man. Like, just not only did it like re like re ignite the love for like just King Kong in general, going back to you know the first King Kong and then King Kong, you know, Son of King Kong, King Kong Lives, you know, all that stuff. 1970, 1976. Yeah, and like just the the action was great. The action in that movie was to me surprising. Not only the the fight with Kong and Ramorak, you know, overall yeah. it was. An enjoy it was an enjoyable film for me and yeah. it just reignited the love for Kong overall. It was and, fun. I mean, it was yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun film that I didn't think, you know, I just went to see it in the theaters just thinking, you know what, I don't know, I don't know much to expect. And then once I saw it, I was like, I left a very happy and excited you know person. And then just the ending, just the ending part was yeah. already enough oh, for yeah. you know for everybody. So yeah, those those two are the ones that I'll just start off with. And, so far, and, and that was, um, that's a good pick too, because of all the mo- other monsters and creatures that they have to face before you even yeah. really deal with Kong himself. So, of course, yeah. great creature feature. Uh, that was a good pick, man. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you. All right, we got a question here from John Martinez. Hey, Fat Samurai guy, what are your favorite Stephen King movies? I really enjoy Sleepwalkers. That's a Megadeth line. No one's going to get it. <laughs> Cujo, Misery, and Frailty. Oh, man. Uh, I love me some Christine. Love Christine. That's right. Sleepwalkers was hilarious. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed Cujo. I do like uh, Misery, and Frailty is very underrated. If you guys have not seen Frailty, I highly recommend you check Frailty out. That is a, a really I good. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, Bill Paxton's great in that one. Yeah. Like, no one talks about that movie. Like, it's just went on the radar. So, but that's why we're here. That's right. <laughs> All I right. forgot about Cujo. I forgot about Cujo, man. Cujo's also a classic, too, man. I'm, su- I'm surprised they never remade Cujo today with a really bad CGI dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that did not happen because they got to remake everything. <laughs> Surprise. All right. Back to me here. Here we go. All right. Uh, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this one. Nope. Cut out for a second, buddy. He'll come back. Yeah. We should have like a game whenever he goes out. We just keep right. play poker or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's back! Yeah, all right. All right, here we go. Here we go. So I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this. Um, these are not great movies. These 
could have been on this the dishonorable mentions, but I think they kind of inched their way out of it, one more so than the other. But for the action horror genre, which is which we are talking about here today, I'm, oh man, I can't wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it bad in the comments. Here we go, <laughs> Legion, Legion, and Priest Unrated. I skipped oh. both of those. I never even saw. <laughs> I saw. I, know. I saw Priest. I saw Priest. Yeah. Oh, let, let, let me let me move. Let me move and see how bad chat's giving it to me here. Well, one of them has Maggie Q, so maybe I could sit through it, right? <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, well, right, right. Yeah. Like I said, if you can watch them for free, check them out. Just make sure make make sure Priest is unrated. The reason why I put them together is because. Uh, no, I like this actor. I like Paul Bettany. But the reason why I put it together is basically he plays the exact same character in both movies. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, he's the exact same character. Even though in Legion, he's an angel. And Priest, he's a vampire hunter. He's the exact same character in both movies. Sometimes you'll see both movies put together in, like, a two-pack. <laughs> but like I said, B-movie schlock... You can get some entertainment out of it. Legion, he get he leaves heaven because he disagrees with what God's g- g- going on up there. Comes down, demons from hell and all that attack. Actually, I think God attacks. <laughs> I think God sends his minions down there. Yeah, it's a, it's a very weird, odd movie. It's not great. Charles Lee Dutton is good. The acting's bad. But you get a cool archangel fight at the very end, which is actually pretty cool. But it's got some good action in it. It's got some good action, some decent scares. Is it a throwaway movie? Yes. Now, Priest, I actually liked a lot more because there was a lot of potential in Priest. Uh, I like the world. The world building is very cool. Like, you want to stay in that world, right? And you get some cool action in there, man. It's not like it's the greatest action ever. But Maggie Q throws down. She's a vampire hunter, teams up with Priest. So you're going to love that, Eric. Yeah. Right? And then you get Carl Urban. That's right. Fucking Dread. Fucking my homie from The Butcher from The Boys. He's the villain in Priest. Oh, wow. And you get oh, some wow. over-the-top action. There's a fight on top of a train, a, a, a moving train. And you got <laughs> Priest. And Carl Urban fighting each other on top of a moving train. They're spinning in the air, wire fool, st- wire foo style. It's over the top, okay. But you could tell there was a lot of potential for it to be great. Uh, but I thought it's, I thought it's least worth a mention on an action horror movie uh, list. So, Eric, it's your turn. I gotta be honest with you, man. I think you sold me on both of those. I'm gonna check <laughs> both of them out. Yeah, you sold me on them. Oh, all That's right. Good. I'll check them out. I want to right. know what I had on the what dishonorable mention that I mentioned earlier, uh, Daniel. That was your pick. What was it? You didn't tell us. Oh, sorry. It was uh, Dracula Untold. Oh, All yeah. right. Yeah. Well, you, you, did you like it? Yeah, no. I mean, I, I, I like the performance of um, Luke, uh, Luke Evans, but, like, I mean, they could have done a lot better with it. I mean, it kind of, to me, kind of, like, had like they wanted to go for like you know kind of to me to kind of steal like a Castlevania style you know uh, Castlevania style like take on on the Dracula thing on the Dracula like the you know the way he was and yeah. you know a new origin story but I mean no I mean I liked it though I mean it, it's it's something that I watched you know but I was just like once you mentioned it on your on on, on uh, what it was your 
Unhonorable mentions. I was like, oh man. Okay, okay. <laughs> hey, no, that's why I wanted you to talk about it because you know we can have different views on the same movie. Yeah, yeah. People yeah, I enjoy it. I, mean, people, I enjoy it. Man. After what I just said about Priest right now, people are telling Eric right now, do not watch Priest. What? <laughs> oh, wow. So, so I'm saying it's good to get different perspectives on the movie. That's why we're here. We're having a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. All right. Ooh, Thirty days of night. Yeah, that's a good one. How did I forget good call. About that. Who, who is that? Cuppy uh, Malik. Good pick, Cuppy Malik. Good pick. Thirty Days of Night is fucking badass. The sequel sucks. Stay away from the sequel. But hmm. whose turn is it now? Mine. All right, go for Eric. it. Now right, we're gonna go to Korea, South Korea next. With the movie called Rampant from 2018. Now this film is a little bit. It's still kind of unique, I think, because it's basically set hundreds of years in the past. And you have a zombie outbreak hundreds of years into the past. So you basically have, you know, some human conflict. There's there's strife within the palace. You know what I mean? You got one prince is like your lead protagonist. And so you have like that human conflict mixed with the zombie mayhem. And I think it blends the two quite well. Uh, The actors are recognizable for some people who uh, follow Korean films. A lot of people kind of look down on this movie a little bit because really? there's, cur- there's currently a Korean television series on Netflix called Kingdom, which is that. very good, you know, especially season two. And uh, you take both seasons together. It's a solid show right now. And they're going to have another season. And it, again, it has the zombies hundreds of years in the past in Korea. So the, the comparisons are kind of there. But yeah. I still like ramping quite a bit. Okay. Um, I so think it's still, it's still worth watching, even though you prefer the show. Correct. Okay. Okay. Correct. And it it ramps up the action pretty well. And again, because it's set hundreds of years in the past, you got these people using low technology to fight these zombies. They don't have machine guns and like yeah. whatever. So you got swords, a lot of swords, baby. bows and arrows, stuff like that. And it's That's fucking cool. The finale satisfies. I liked it. Nice. So I would, I would recommend that one. Rampant. We got here Scum Dog. Thanks again for the donation, sir. He's asking, "What are your thoughts on In the Mouth of Madness by John Carpenter?" I absolutely love In the Mouth of Fucking Madness. It is fucking metal. It is badass. It is underrated. I don't know why when people bring up John Carpenter films. It is a very, very, very underrated film in my opinion. One of Sam Neill's best performances. It's fucking, it's fucking metal. It's a mind fuck. But that's the point of the movie. You get a fucking great, sound, badass metal soundtrack by John Carpenter himself. Love it. Uh, Cthulhu fanboys out there, all that Lovecraft and all that. Well, probably more Cthulhu than Lovecraft, but <laughs> you know what I mean. That's all. That's right up your alley, man. So I highly recommend In the Mouth of Madness. It's fucking great. Great recommendation, and thank you for the donation, Scum Dog. Yeah, I like that one, too. So my next pick this is my second pick. I got to go with a classic. Mr. Vampire, 1985. You know, this is kind of an action horror comedy. Love Hong it. Hong Kong. It's a Hong Kong flick. This is a kind of quintessential film from the era. It's a must watch. You got like a Taoist priest and his students who fight basically a vicious vampire. But calling them vampires, is it's kind of like the uh, the English term. It, it, they're basically in Chinese. I got it here. They're called Jiang Shi. So like reanimated corpses. They don't act like a Western vampire. And the, you know, one of the things you'll notice is when they move, 
they stick their arms out and they hop. So they hop and they, they turn and they hop, which is really <laughs> quite odd when you first see it. Yeah. But it, the movie wins you over because the vampire or whatever you want to call it in this movie is tough. Dude yeah. is tough. And he's hopping around and you're, you feel like laughing. And then the protagonists try to take him down and it, the dude can throw down with yeah. his, you know, all kinds of attacks. Yeah. It's crazy. They use, uh, you know, this is a very culturally specific film. So you get stuff you're not going to see in an American film, like, you know, using stuff like ink and uh, talismans and sticky rice and all kinds of like crazy stuff they're using against this thing. And uh, it's really interesting, wild film, very unique. And it spawned a few sequels. Uh, part three in particular is very entertaining. So, yeah, you get uh, Suho Chin again is in this, the guy who was in Seventh Curse and Fist of Legend. And he's had a surprisingly good career, actually. And uh, Moon Lee is also in this, but she doesn't fight, which is kind of yeah. disappointing. But that's okay. So Mr. Vampire is a must-watch. It's totally uh, it's it's a big-time film. Is that, is that Lam Ching Ying's best role? Yeah. Yeah, probably. It's the one he's most known for. And he's in most of the uh, you know the sequels and spinoffs. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, he's good. Yeah, that guy's great. I'll do one more here. It's another big one from Japan okay. from recent years. High profile pick from 2008, Tokyo Gore Police, <laughs> which rivals Dead Alive and Ricky O for on screen violence and blood and gore. I mean, this, this movie's just insane. You, you know, it, it, the plot's so weird, it would take forever to explain it. You got this like serial killer who has like keys made of human flesh. And he sticks them into people, and then they turn into like like their body parts turn into weapons, kind of like Videodrome style, you know, like body horror style. Tons of body horror in this. No, no, I've only seen that movie once. I remember it was really gory, and it starred the girl from Audition, right? Right. Uh, Audition, I highly recommend you guys check that out. It's a good horror thriller, um, slow burn, but really good. I I just want to make sure I got the right movie. Is that the movie where? She kills someone, and then there's this huge explosion of blood. There's so much blood that flies in the air that when the blood comes down, she opens up an umbrella to, <laughs> to cover herself from the blood coming down. Wow. That's the same movie. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I remember. Okay. And it has some great scenes. I mean, right at the beginning of the movie, it's like she's in the bottom. She's at the bottom of a high rise, and the bad guy's on the roof. So how do you get to the roof fast? Well, she whips out a bazooka, jams it against the ground, pulls the trigger, and it shoots her up onto the roof. Like it's just, it's it's just, and you know, some of the violence could be offensive to some people because it involves certain body parts that you know. Just let you know, it, it's really it's pretty demented film, but it's a lot of fun to watch. I think. Uh, so yeah, that's a uh, that's a big and oh, there's. There's some, uh, I would say, inspiration from films like RoboCop, you know, because they'll have these commercials that they splice in, and yeah. it reminded me of RoboCop a lot, like the black humor that's in it. Yeah, so, satire. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's a fun flick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now I'm gonna still still gonna start off with another sci-fi, and then I'll go straight to straight to horror. And I don't know if you guys remember, I loved this movie when I was a kid growing up. And it has Louis Gossett Jr. And I know, like, you know, Lady Fat Blood and, of course, uh, Fat Samarca loves it. Enemy Mine? 
Dude. Dude, I I feel like I am the the only man. Well, Lady Fatblood likes the movie too. I'm I like it more than she does, but she does like it. I feel like I'm the only guy in the universe that <laughs> likes Enemy Mine. <laughs> There's oh, a, is... there was a Family Guy joke. There was a Family Guy joke long time ago where they were they were doing a song. They were doing some song about uh, forgotten things, and the camera pans to the side. And there's these VHS cassettes inside the video store, like singing the song. And one of the songs was "Enemy Mine." I mean, one of the video, one of the video cassettes was "Enemy Mine." I re- I never forgot that. I thought it was a good movie, man. I, I did too. I thought it was a oh, well-regarded yeah. film. Another, this is why we're friends. <laughs> this is why we're friends, exactly, Eric man. and Daniel. Go ahead. Exactly. Man. I mean, and then like, and then of course, I mean. Dennis Quaid, and it's an '80s. It's a, it's a, a mid '80s film. Louis Gossett, Louis Gossett Jr., Dennis Quaid were already, you know, they're like at the top of their game at that point. And then sci-fi yeah. was, you know, getting its, getting its uh, footing back. And then there was another. I forgot his name though. I know that I know that you have mentioned him in one of your reviews. He's uh, his name is Brian. But I don't know his, I don't know his last name. Uh, he was like he's usually a he's like in from the '80s or early '90s. He was always a he was always a baddie man. He was one of those badass dudes that came out in a. He was one of the scavengers in this film, and he's come out like uh, he's always been a bad guy, man. I just forgot his last name because I, I I did a I watched it yesterday. And I was just trying to remember his his uh, last name, but his name we is are not Brian. alone. We are not alone. Look at the chat. Like, yeah, chat loves enemy mine. We are not alone. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, I mean, and even for and even the, the the practical effects and the makeup were awesome, man. Like, yeah. for the just for like for the time, and then. Just the creatures in that savage planet, man. That giant freaking, that giant an animal that comes out of the ground and tries almost to kill them both. And then, you know, it was just. Uh, and then, you know, what happened with uh, with Louis Gossett Jr.'s character, um, Drax, and then having problems with humans and all that. But it was it was yeah. a good film, man. I liked it. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. And I it's a, a film a, that might resonate more like today. It. What yeah, was that? A film that might resonate more today. Thinking yes. about stuff that's going on. You know what I mean? So I agree. It was ahead of its time. Exactly. Eric, do you yeah. remember a movie? You might have you might help me out here, where it's came out obviously it came out before Enemy Mine, but there's a movie with Toshiro Minfune and Lee Marvin. Do you know about their collab movie? Maybe Chad can help us out. Because there's a, no, a movie, this came out in uh, I think in the sixties or seventies, and it was Japanese pilot versus American pilot. Hell in the Pacific? Yeah. I haven't seen that one. Neither have I. Oh, he's paused. Right. Hold on. Uh, Everybody back? I can hear you. I think Hell in the Pacific is the inspiration. Maybe coincidence, but I kind of feel like it's the inspiration to of Enemy Mind that came out later in the 80s because it's a very similar plot. They're on the land. They can't speak each other's language. They land on the island. They crash land. And then they end up working together and stuff like that. It's a good movie. The ending's kind of sad. It's kind of fucked up, but it's a good movie. I just Enemy Mind reminded me of Hell in, Hell in the Pacific. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, right? Okay. All right. All right. Now, the, now getting to John Carpenter. Back to John Carpenter. All right. I saw this film when I was I saw this film when I was a kid, and it like it freaked me out, man. And I'm not gonna lie, it freaked me out. But I love it to, to, like now when I watch it again over and over. The thing, 
Yeah. Yeah. Man. <clears throat> I mean, the, the, just the overall, like, makeup and special effects, practical effects, the story, the dogs, yeah. just the way they made the, just the way they made these creatures, alien creature, man. And it was like, man, that, that for a movie, I'm, I'm rarely freaked out by horror movies, man. But that one, when I first saw it, I think it was about 10. That yeah. freaked me out, man. I had nightmares watching that film <laughs> because, because it was, it was really, it was really, you know, it was just like the, it had that, that, that not only the horror factor, but it had that, that part where you, you're, you're always going to fear what you don't know. You're, you're going to fear yeah. what you can't see. You're going to be wondering, you're going to be wondering, okay, do this, do, is this guy already been, you know, exposed? Is this guy been taken over? You're always like, you know, your mind's always going and you're, you don't know who to trust. You know, you want to just, you know, separate yourself from everybody. You want to kill everybody else. Like, I don't know if this guy has it. I don't know if this guy has it. I don't know if this guy's a thing. But yeah, man, I had to, had to mention this one, man. And it's a, it's a, it's a great movie, man. And I, I, I can't get enough of it. So actually great uh, horror movie recommendation. Some of the best special effects of all time. Of all time. And that movie was low budget. That was not a big budget movie. And you know what's funny? Oh, somebody said Warlock. Oh, I know. I know what they're talking about. Have you guys seen uh, seen Warlock, Eric? Yeah. With Julian Sands. Oh, Warlock is is hilarious. I love it. It's a lot of fun. Warlock's really good. That's another very underrated uh, horror movie. The sequels, eh. But the first one, though. The first one is... Is Warlock is great. Was it the one with Julian Sands? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. You know what's crazy about the thing when we're just talking horror movies, just straight up horror? It's funny how some movies that are just universal, universally <clears throat> excuse me, praised now and appreciated now, but when they came out, they didn't, it did not do well. <clears throat> the thing bombed in theater when it came yeah. out. Not only did it bomb... The critics hated it. Of course, of course. You know, and it's funny looking back. You know, even like Scarface, they hated it. Um, Empire Strikes Back, they hated that movie. <laughs> it's like really oh, Big Trouble in Little China. Nobody liked that either, right? Yeah, Big Trouble in Little China. Bombed at the box right? off. Poor John Carpenter. You know, I mean, I even Halloween, it became a hit. But I heard the initial reviews weren't good for it when it first yeah. came out. Yeah. But. But still, the thing is a great horror recommendation, definitely. All right, is it my turn? Yes, sir. All right, Twilight movies. Here we go. <laughs> Twilight franchise, baby. Oh my god! And the True oh, Blood man. series. That's right. No, I'm just kidding. All right, two unknowns here because I'm going to get to the mainstream stuff later. But I just like throwing some smaller, uh, under the radar ones here for action horror. One. Sci-fi action horror, one kind of fantasy action horror, but they're both low-budget movies to the point where uh, one of them, the special effects for the creature were not done. Now, that could bury a movie. That could that could kill a movie, right? But they kind of rushed the movie out. Uh, it didn't go to theater, obviously. But the design of the creature is at least original and interesting enough that you can forgive the fact that, okay, you could kind of tell they're not done with the CGI aspect of it. But it's still watchable. And that is a movie called Outlander. I don't know if anyone's heard of Outlander. But it's a, it's a small... Oh. It's a small. Have you seen that one? Oh, he hates it. Oh, yeah. 
Oh no! Oh, I love that movie. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Outlander was like one of those five dollar DVDs I saw in Walmart, and I was like, the cover looked cool. You know, uh, the, the lead actor, uh, he played Jesus in uh, the what was it the, the last? What is it? What was it? Uh, I can't remember the name. Jim, of Jim Caviezel. Yeah. Jim. Yeah. He played. He's yeah, he's yeah. the lead in this. I was like, oh, it's that guy. And a pretty cool badass sword. And I was just like, oh, it's kind of like a Viking movie. Like, all right, sure, it's five dollars. Why not? I took it home, watched it, and I was really pleasantly surprised by this low budget, unfinished CGI film. It was very kick ass. You even get a little small role from Ron Perlman being a badass in the movie, but. Just to enti- I have to talk a little bit about the plot so that I can entice new new viewers. So, but I'm glad I'm glad Daniel, I'm glad you liked the film. So basically, Jim runs into these Vikings, kind of becomes one of them, uh, gets initiated in them, and there's a lot of murders that are happening around uh, the land, and so him and these Vikings uh, go on the hunt. But what you find out later, with a little bit of a twist, is that. Jim is not from Earth. His character is not from Earth. All right. He is from another planet. Okay. I know you're like, what is happening right now? He's from another planet. But on this planet, this planet was overrun by these alien creatures. So it killed his family and all that. So he ended up hunting those. He ended up hunting those creatures on his planet, but he ended up capturing one of them. He captures one of those creatures in his ship to transport him somewhere. I forgot. It's been a long time. He went to transport it. <clears throat> the, 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 <clears throat> the, the ship crashed. The alien got loose and started killing people on Earth. So the ship crashed on Earth. So it was a very, I was just like, what the hell is a sci-fi movie? Now what's going on? But it's a legitimate, badass creature feature, man. Like you get predator moments. You get some. One of my, my, I think my favorite moment in the movie is when they're in, they're they're preparing for battle. They're preparing for the creature to show up. Very interesting original design too, and it's just nothing but darkness in the in the woods. So you can't see black, right? So the guy grabs a torch. He starts walking out. Like you don't see. He still doesn't see anything. He still doesn't see anything. Nothing's happening. And then he's just like, hmm, fuck it. He throws the torch, it lands, and the creature's just right there. Just as soon as the yeah. torch lands on the ground, it, it you know lights up the area, and the creature's already ready to pounce. Like it's fucking great. Like it's creepy. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> like it's it was like right there the whole time waiting, dude. <clears throat> badass Vikings sci-fi elements, a kick-ass creature. Outlander is a good time. Uh, my other low-budget pick. I'm glad you liked it, man. My other low-budget. Other low budget pick is uh, Solomon Kane. Has anyone seen this movie? You can, you might be able to watch it on Netflix. I'm not sure, but Solomon Kane kind of looks like a bootleg Van Helsing Vampire, Vampire Hunter D character. It's a lower budgeted film, <clears throat> more fantasy horror action, but it's an interesting movie. Just remember, it's a low budget film when you go to watch it. But when you, when you, it's an interesting film because he kind of starts out as a bad guy. He starts out as a villain, and then he pays his dues. He's learned the error of his ways, and now he's going out to help people 
and fight evil, basically. But he comes across ghoulish zombies. He kills them. He, a big, like, dragon-type monster at the end of the film. All these different soldiers. And it's fucking badass. The soundtrack's badass. The lead character's badass. And when the movie's over, you want more. When the movie's over, you're like, I want a sequel to this low-budget movie no one's talking about. Or I want a series. And unfortunately, I'm sure Solomon Kane bombed and it didn't do well. Uh, but uh, for what it is, for a nice low-budget fantasy horror action adventure, I had a good time. So check out Solomon Kane if you're bored. All right. Eric. All right. Got to go back to Hong Kong again. Encounters of the spooky kind from 1980. Now, this one premise on its surface is similar to Mr. Vampire. You got Sammo Hung. All right. And uh, basically he fights like uh, he gets in trouble with his wife. You know, his wife's his wife's not very nice. And she uh, basically wants him dead. <laughs> so he has to fight more Jiang Shi, like the Mr. Vampire films, the uh, Chinese uh, uh, vampires. But the reason why I included this particular movie and not all the other vampire films is that since it's directed and stars Sam Hung, he's doing like his own little thing here. You know, and uh, you get uh, a lot of some stuff that you see in Mr. Vampire. But so- the first vampire attack is really like a suspense sequence which i really liked where sam was like hiding from it and everything and then the second one's more like a martial arts fight but like the finale doesn't even have the vampires in it really it's got these two like spellcaster dudes that are on like these platforms or like wizards and they're spell casting and you got sam and another dude in the bottom like fighting and there's all this crazy stuff going down so dude that fight is insane yeah, that's a good fight. So it's and you get the horror elements in here, you get the action elements, so you get kind of both. Great now, pick. Um, yeah. So Encounter of the Spooky Kind is another is another good one there if you want some Sammo Hung horror action. Quick question, quick question for you before you go on. Mm-hmm. I have a theory. Chat, Eric, Daniel, maybe you guys can help me out here. When I saw uh, Encounters of the Spooky Kind, I mean, obviously that came out before Evil Dead 2, right? I think so. Okay. Tell me that that scene where Samuel Hung's hand gets possessed and he starts kicking the crap out of himself. Tell me that that did not remind you. Did that remind you of Ash kicking his own (laughs) Ash's hand, Bruce Campbell's hand getting possessed and kicking his own ass? a little similar not as over the top as bruce campbell's mm-hmm. but they even do the same move where they grab their head and they flip over <laughs> i just throw that out there it just i saw some similarities it's not it's not a bad thing if if evil dead 2 was inspired because you know sam raimi likes martial arts films and stuff mm-hmm. i just wanted to throw that comparison out there they they do the flip yeah. they do the flip well go ahead and then uh, go back to Korea, okay, a modern film. This okay. one's not, you know, it's not great. It's not a classic, but it's got enough. And that's The Divine Fury from 2019. This one, it's almost marketed. Like, your, your lead character is a mixed martial artist who's fighting. Basically, he teams up with a Vatican priest to perform exorcisms. So you're like, oh, okay, and it's marketed like this is going to be like basically the Korean version of Blade, basically, where this dude, this MMA fighter is taking down these like possessed people and demons and stuff like that, right? 
And it's not really like that for the first like two thirds to three quarters of the film. It's ba- it's like a typical possession horror film. And then the final like quarter, final third is where you start getting the throwdowns. And uh, the finale is is pretty impressive. You know, it's right. well it's a well staged action scene, fight scene, and uh, it's got some cool stuff in it. And I think it satisfies. But you got to go in with the right expectations. You can't go in expecting like a fast-paced action horror romp. And in some cases, that's part of the disappointment in it is that they had the opportunity to do that. If I was producer, I would have forced them to add like two or three more fights in the first like half of the film. But still, it's it's worth watching. But uh, you have a little bit of patience. Oh, and I got a big one. All right. right. I'll finish this round with a big one. I'm going to give you another one. From the director okay. of Ricky O. And if anyone hasn't seen Ricky O, you absolutely have to see it. It's got a lot of gore. It could be an honorable mention, really. <clears throat> but uh, this director, he did Ricky O. He did The Seventh Curse. And the one I'm about to mention now, I think, is is almost on par with Ricky O in terms of okay. entertainment value. And it's called The Cat from 1992. Okay, Listen to this plot synopsis and tell me this isn't amazing. So, all right. You basically have a man. He hires a dog assassin. A dog. That's like a hired assassin. (laughs) While investigating two aliens who are in human form, led by a warrior house cat from a different galaxy. Now, these aliens steal artifacts in an attempt to stop a vicious killer blob monster that uses high-voltage slime tentacles that can transport itself inside human beings. That's your plot. So this movie... Has the the highlight scene is the greatest dog versus cat fight in motion picture history, <laughs> and the great thing is that you know you're thinking Hong Kong dog versus cat are they going to have these these like things actually fight? But they don't, and you're probably wondering like how do you film a dog versus cat fight scene without them actually like interacting? And that's that's part of the fun of that scene. Whoa. It's it's phenomenal. Okay, so it's, it's recommendable just for that scene alone. The cat. Yes, and uh, you know you have crazy dialogue because I mean the plot's just ridiculous. Everybody plays it straight, and uh, yeah, I, I don't even want to talk I'm anymore in. about it because there's so many surprises and fun and cheesy bits. Kind of hard to find though nowadays, unfortunately. So you might, you know, I don't know, you might have to get on the download or something. I don't know, but uh, I got my DVD, so I'm I'm all set. So and again, check out more films from this director and the guy Choi Lam. He did a few with Yun Bao. Uh, Peacock King and Saga of the Phoenix that are kind of horror action hybrids. Yeah. So it's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, Peacock King. That was good. My interest is peaked. So I'm gonna have to check. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check those movies out, man. Like I said, a lot of these movies I have never seen. So I like, you know, I'm gonna be like, okay, I'll be try to be copying them after, you know. <laughs> most most of the films I've mentioned are easy to find, but this one in particular isn't, unfortunately. Oh, it's probably up there in price then, probably if you try if you actually try to look look it up or something, right? Yeah, you could probably buy a bootleg somewhere if you look for it. Okay, so two more that I'm gonna mention and uh like I said that my boy the that fat samurai guy. We have a lot in common, my brother. All right. That's what that's exactly what I was gonna add. Oh, there, shit. That's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna add, man. Because I this movie, I actually watched it yesterday. Wow! And, like I hadn't watched, I hadn't watched it in years. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna add this because it was like right up there when you mentioned, you know what? It's gonna be sci-fi action, everything. I said, you know what? I had to add this. They bring in, you know, Norway, the Iron Age, Vikings. I mean, uh, Jim K. 
Cavazel, Sophia yeah. Miles from Underworld, Ron Perlman, of course, and John Hurt before he passed away. Man, that and then the, just the Morwin. That's what that's the what creatures call it. Creatures call it Morwin. Yeah. And I mean, like for me, for how low budget it was, it was a it was a badass movie, man. Like I was like, yeah. I watched the movie from beginning to end, and I like yeah. even yesterday when I was getting ready for this, I have never watched so many movies in one day. Just to get ready for this, just to get ready for this stream, man. And that is a badass movie. So you know what? Yeah, man, that was. I was like, man, you made he, he you mentioned it, but you know what? I'll talk about it. So yeah, yeah, and that one and all, that one and also Constantine. Ooh, Ooh that was on my list too. No, go ahead, talk about it. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, this one, man. And like I said, I I bought this one like in two thousand eight, two thousand seven, <clears throat> and uh, I loved it, man. I mean, like I wasn't, I'm not. Like as as much as I am with Marvel, I'm not really too keen and not too knowledgeable on DC. Yeah. I know, you know, the basics. I know the you know the I know the heavy hitters of DC comics, but Constantine, I you know, I did a little research and you know, just talking about the you know angels, demons. He's yeah. like a, you know, he's a, he does exorcisms. I mean the the just the the horror factor it had, I mean it could have been a little more gory and but I mean just just the just the fact at the end when you know especially rachel rachel weiss was in it and just the fact that when satan actually makes his debut in the movie and just actually does his appearance man i was like what like yeah i was like man and that was just insane the way he very did it, interesting and original interpretation of satan <laughs> yeah man it was like that was like the weirdest i mean it was the weirdest yet it was kind of a you know kind of like off the cuff kind of style of um of a, of, a, of any interpretation of satan i just Peter, Peter, or what is it? Peter Storm, Stormire or Stormare? Stormare, yeah. Was yeah, yeah Stormare. Guy, he, yeah. He's the one that played. Yeah, he's the one that played Satan. And man, that yeah. that movie, I love that movie, man. I love that movie. Clean white suit, like clean, sharp, oh, dressed white suit, and then dirty ass, muddy feet. <laughs> busy, 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 busy. <laughs> no, good pick, man. Good pick. Oh, yeah, All right, yeah, You got another one, or you want me to go? Oh no, go ahead. All right. All right. What do you guys think of Cabin in the Woods? Solid movie. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Does it I is it action? That. Yeah, that's why I don't know. That's why I wanted to bring it up because yeah. the let the finale. The soldiers get fucked up when they're trying to fight all the creatures when they, when hell is broken loose. So I, I don't I wasn't I don't know. I just want to throw it out there, see what you guys think. But anyway, fuck it. It's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, we highly recommend you guys check it out. All right, now I'm gonna go to my other list here. All right, don't need to talk a lot about this. If you guys are interested in a long. But entertaining, because de- I talk too damn much, long but entertaining, detailed uh, uh, look through <laughs> of the Blade franchise. Make sure you check out the Verbal Nectar podcast where me and Daniel go through all the movies and we talk about the plots and have a good time there. Uh, grab some beer, kick back. It is a long one, but it is a lot of fun. But I got I to gotta throw it on here. We're not going to talk a lot about it because we already did our video. Blade and Blade 2, son. Come on. Come on. I agree. Where, where, Those are solid flicks, man. Come on, chat, chat. Where you at, chat? Where's the Blade and Blade Two fans? Come on now. That's come out. on. That's right. <laughs> Badass martial arts, 
kick-ass violence, great villains for both films. Usually that doesn't happen, especially with sequels. Great villains for both films. Awesome, badass, memorable sidekick to our to our hero in, in Whistler. Just amazing action set pieces. You get a Donnie N bonus in Blade 2. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> you get some cheesy lines. You get people blowing up. You get a fight in a club, bloodbath, machine guns, crossbow, stakes, silver. Come on. Come on now. And where is this, where is this shit now in mainstream theaters? Main, mainstream movies being released in theaters, well, obviously, because we're not... It's COVID now. We ain't going to have that. But you know what I'm saying. Past couple of years. Would, would Disney release this movie? Everyone's owned by Disney. Disney wouldn't release this movie, right? They'd do a PG-13 maybe version, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just saying, where's the bad? What I'm saying is, where's the badassity that we got? Yes, Tracy Lord's comeback movie. Thank you. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Fast Samurai guy, Fast Samurai, have you seen Brain Damage? It's a very underrated horror film. Brain Damage is fucking hilarious. And we just watched that. We did enjoy the unrated version of that. I just want to put that out there. Uh, Cuppy Malik, Blade and Blade 2 equals good. Skip the third one. Hey, all right. Wait, there was a third one? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I've never seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Orlando Herrera, Blade One and Two, Awesome Flags. There we go. That's that's what I'm talking about. There's my people. My people are have arrived. They're here. Yes, but yeah, there's really not that much more to talk about it. He's a daywalker. Goes up there, hunts vampires. It's it's epic, and it still holds up today. Even though some of the CGI is you know a little wonky in the first one, but they had a low budget. They had to work with what they had. Still. We don't get badass movies like that in mainstream theater today. It's very rare. We'll get the John Wick films. Sure. You'll have a bootleg theater way out in the boondocks that might release the raid movies. (laughs) But what I mean is mainstream everywhere. AMC. Here we go. Boom, boom, boom. Everywhere. Worldwide release of badassity. Where are you? Where are you? You gotta pan. You gotta. You gotta make sure everybody shows up. The kitties and everybody, right? To get make your money. Uh, fuck the kitties. No, <laughs> <laughs> now here's since we're talking about Blade, and since now Disney owns uh, the new the new movie that's supposed to be coming out. Good, good question to bring up, man. What you brought up earlier is the new Blade. Chat and let us know what you think. Is the new Blade gonna be PG thirteen? I hope not. I really hope not, because that's just cutting the balls off of the character, man. Well, it kind of backtracks sometimes too. Remember when who was it? Scott Derrickson said that like the next, uh, the next uh, Doctor Strange movie is going to be like straight up horror, and then they kind of got got rid of him after that. Yeah, what <laughs> so, the hell happened? Uh, you never know. Yeah, and we mentioned the other day that uh, uh, last week in our video. Uh, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro at one point wanted to do the Justice League Dark movie, mm-hmm. which is all of the you know you get Zatanna, you get Swamp Thing, you get a uh, Doctor Fate, you get Constantine. They're all on one team and they fight you know demonic creatures and stuff from other beings and shit. That's what Justice League Dark is. 
Um, no Superman or Batman, not like that. And Guillermo del Toro really wanted to make a live action movie of that. And then all of a sudden, nope, didn't happen. There still might be a movie in the future. But well, I think the problem is, is the budgets. You don't need a huge budget to make a, a, a awesome Blade movie. You know no. what I mean? I mean, the Raid 2 was like five million bucks. I mean, you yeah. can make a good Blade movie for, you know, for like 50 million. You yeah. don't have to make it for like 150 plus million dollars. You know, I think that's the key. Have a rated R, you know, get some, get a good tight budget, but just enough. And yeah, you'll be fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It worked in 1998. <laughs> that was the one that really kicked all, everything off. Right. Mm-hmm. That was even before X-Men. So. Yep. All right. Ooh, Lady Fat Blood's out and about. She says, "What's up?" Lady she. Fat Fat Blood. They're saying. They're saying hi. <laughs> she threw in one for the hat here. Stakeland. Hmm. Have you guys seen Stakeland? That's a good low budget uh, action horror film, and it's a little similar to what was it? Similar to. Um, no, what was it? Was it? Stakeland. It was kind of similar, the idea, the concept, the plot. Oh, it was a little similar. Imagine a serious zombie land. Oh. Okay. So you got you got the, the, the cowboy type guy with a young prospect, and they go out and basically fight against vampires. But what was really interesting about Stakeland is that actually Zombieland, that could go on the list too. Zombieland's a fun little yeah. action horror. I have not seen the second Zombieland. It, the trailer look, kind of looked like shit. Mm. So I kind of stayed away. So chat, let us know if Zombieland... That looks like a steak land would be about like bone-in ribeyes or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's S-T-A-K-E. <laughs> Willie Harrison going for double takedown. Chat, let us know if Zombieland 2 is worth watching. Um. But yeah, Stakeland uh, is interesting because instead of a zombie apocalypse, the vampires have taken over, which is very interesting. So it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic setting where the humans that are left are trying to survive, you know, aka Walking Dead, except this time it's vampires. And he goes around, he trains the kid, and uh, they, there's some badass stuff in there. And the lead actor is really, really, really cool. So Stake, I have not seen Stakeland 2. I don't know if Stakeland 2 is any good, but uh, Steak, the original Stakeland is, is definitely a good watch. Thank you, Lady Fat Blood, for the recommendation. Man, my, my watch list is really, really growing after this video, man. <laughs> <laughs> you and me All both, right. man. You and me both. Now, here we go. Woo! My two favorite Neil Marshall movies. I consider these his two best out of his whole filmography. Dog Soldiers, son. Dog Soldiers. What y'all know about Dog Soldiers, chat? What y'all know about Dog Soldiers? Dog Soldiers is my favorite werewolf movie of all time. All time. There is too much badassity that abounds Dog Soldiers. It's just too, it's just, you know, when it when the trailer for Dog Soldiers, I think, appeared on Sci-Fi Channel, I was like, what the fuck is this low-budget looking piece of shit? <laughs> that was my reaction to seeing Dog Soldiers like trailer and shit on Sci-Fi Channel. I'm like, what is this? What is this? And then later, somebody told me it was good. Check it out. I'm like, all right. And I bought it for like a cheap DVD. 
and it's a small budget film. It's not low, it's not a big budget movie. But holy shit, you get dark comedy moments. Sean Pertwee is great in the movie. Intestines are out, and he's looking down and going, "Oh, sausages." Okay, <laughs> you get you get some badass moments and some of the coolest werewolf designs ever. These are real suits. These are stunt people in suits, and I love how they're just tall, lanky, freaky-looking things. Like they're not just huge, big gorilla-sized looking werewolves. They're 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 slim and agile, but they're really tall and lanky. And we get a we get a we get a one-on-one fight. We get these soldiers. They're basically just at a standoff against the werewolves outside the house, and they're running out of ammo. Dog soldiers, baby. Dog soldiers. That's a good flick. I bet I haven't seen it in a while, but I bet yeah. if I watched it again, I'd like it even more. Yes, yes. Yeah, here we go. We got some. We got some dog soldier lovers here. Thank you, Orlando. That's right. Get another one here. Dog soldiers is great. Thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dog soldiers. I'm sorry. I, I'm kind of had a little adrenaline rush there just talking about the movie. <laughs> I'm adding, yeah. I'm, I'm adding that to my watch list now. Dude, just remember, it's a smaller budget film, but it's so it's just so badass. Now the other one, oh. which is but this only. Are you listening? We Chat. No. All right. Here we go. One more time. The Descent, but the unrated version only. Do not watch the theatrical because they fucked up the ending for American audiences. When it was released here in America, they changed the ending and gave it some pussified, no, fuck this bullshit ending. It was terrible. Terrible. It ruins the rest of the film. You want to see the real ending, the real fucking ending, but The Descent is a fucking badass, violent, got these badass chicks facing off against these creatures for survival. It's gory. The creature designs are fun. But yeah, yeah. So let me go back real quick to my list here. Hold on. So just in case you guys are wondering, so Dog Soldiers is a routine military exercise, turns into a nightmare in the Scotland wilderness. So that's basically, you got a bunch of these soldiers go out there just for a routine military exercise. Some of this movie reminds me of Southern Comfort. Have you seen that? No. Walter Hill underrated movie. Mm. It kind of reminds me of Southern Comfort, except except with deliverance. Um, Hillbillies trying to (laughs) hunt them. It's werewolves Mm. and dog soldiers. So that's what dog soldiers, that's the meat of it. And uh, for those of you that are new to The Descent, it's a caving expedition goes horribly wrong as the explorers become trapped and ultimately pursued by a strange breed of predators. And, you know, the descent does take a while to uh, get going, but when it gets, when it, it's adrenaline, adrenaline rush when it gets going, man, it's fucking great. Claustrophobic. Fucking great. Very claustrophobic, yeah. too. Yeah. So those are my two recommendations. Uh, go ahead, Eric. How do I keep breaking out of this? It's empty. Huh. Uh-oh. I got one here that kind of mirrors rampant a little bit, but it's from Thailand and it's called the black death from 2015. Again, you're set hundreds of years in the past. 
there's a zombie outbreak. But in this case, it's in Thailand. So in this one, it's basically like, uh, it's again, pretty short film, 80 minute runtime, goes by fast. And again, you have pretty odd weaponry that are used here. Like you have one lady that has these two huge like They're almost like meat tenderizers or like mallet or something that she's using oh, to like shit. defend herself. You got a pretty cool swordsman dude. And then, uh, you know, it's a different feel, uh, a Thai like zombie flick from this this era compared to a Korean one. Obviously, completely different cultures at play. And it's uh, it's pretty, pretty cool flick. You got some good sequences that occur, especially during the middle when everything kind of the crap hits the fan. The ending is kind of abrupt, unfortunately, and they never made a sequel. But it's uh, it's another one that's worth watching. You could get that on like you'd have to do region three DVD on that one though. I don't doubt that there's, there's a Blu-ray. The Black Death. Not to be confused with the, uh, who was that? Sean Bean was in a movie called The Black Death. Have you seen that? That was that's a good. Fl- that was a good flick. That's a, that's a good recommendation, actually. That is a good movie. Yeah. I would, so yeah, watch both Black Deaths. The Sean Bean film and then the, uh, yeah. the, the one from Thailand. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm going to get... I'm gonna get some flack from this one if anybody's seen it. I'm oh, gonna no, go cheese. Not as much as me getting flack for Legion and uh, Priest. <laughs> oh, this, this one's just cheese. It's it's uh, it's Wisconsin. It's fun. That is, it's a Hong Kong film. Okay. The Twins Effect from 2003. <laughs> so this movie, directed by Dante Lam, who's a badass director, he's made. The Bee Stalker, The Stool Pigeon, Operation Mekong, Operation Red Sea. Like, really awesome thriller action flicks. But back in 2003, he, you know, he, he hired, we got two canto pop singers from, from Hong Kong. These two young girls who like to sing and dance. And, he, and we have a little uh, a horror action flick involving vampires. Right. And, you know, cast is somewhat, somewhat questionable with Ekin Chang. And, and, you know, one of the, but this is one of his better performances. And we get some well-known guys like Anthony Wong in supporting roles. And I think this movie is more entertaining than it, it had any right to be. Because this is just cheese. And the, the saving grace is that Donnie Yen is the action director. Yeah. So the action scenes are actually quite good. And the finale, I mean, this is like, this would be like watching two like teenage girls on a Disney Channel movie. Yeah. In like a great action scene to finish the movie against like a, a, a like a church full of, of vampires. Yeah, just like it, it, it's way better than it has any right to be, in my opinion. Yeah, and Britney, Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. Yeah, just all of a sudden <laughs> breaking out crazy moves where you're like, wow, this is a, like a good action, you know? So it's I think it's a good, it's very cheesy. Like I said, Jackie Chan is a cameo extended, and did, you know, have, did Don, was that Donnie Yen's first fight choreography award? He won an award, didn't he? I don't know. Okay, I'm not thought, sure. I'm not. I'm not sure about that. But, but I like that one, and I, uh, I I watch it actually fairly uh, fairly regularly. And then finally, it's it's kind of another tough one to find. I'm gonna have to start getting into more. Uh, I'm gonna have some English language ones coming up actually, Rex. But this one, it's a Japanese flick from 1994 called Crest of Betrayal, from Kinji Fukazaku, the guy who did Battle Royal. And uh, this movie's cool for people who are interested in Japanese horror because it takes the ghost story of Yotsuya legend, 
and the story of the 47 Ronin, and it mashes them into the same movie. No. So it's, yeah, it's a pretty cool. It's a pretty cool flick. And it's, you know, I guess it's a little bit uneven in how it blends them, but uh, because of the uniqueness of of that whole premise, it adds a lot of entertainment value. The first half, mostly kind of a drama, very traditional. You get the 47 Ronin set up. You get the ghost story of Yotsuya set up. And uh, your lead character's kind of a jerk because that's who the lead is in the ghost of Yotsuya. So, and it kind of morphs in, you get some ghostly stuff mixed in and the finale blends in the supernatural with a sword fight attack that you would get in 47 Ronin. Right. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's a very oddball film, kind of hard to find, but I do recommend that one. That sounds freaking dope, man. Yeah. I like that. What? No one, no one's mentioned the 47 Ronin fantasy film with Keanu Reeves. (laughs) I still have not seen that yet. People say it's not as bad as people are saying it is, and then other people are saying it's trash. So I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Probably going to give it a shot anyway because Henry Sonata's in it. But uh, yeah. yeah, that just reminded I, I me like of that. Oh, you're like, all right. All right. Cool. Who's next? Okay. Sorry about that, guys. Twilight. Now... <laughs> Which one? <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna start. I'm gonna go back to some uh, Blade Trinity. Say fantasy, fantasy, and um, fantasy and horror. So I'll start. I'll do, I'm gonna do three this time, and um, I'm pretty sure if you guys have seen this, but I have to add crawl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to add crawl. Like, um, I mean, I at first when I first thought I wasn't really. I wasn't really into it when I first saw it, but my sister, when we saw like back in, I think like maybe like 90s, she loved it. I ended up watching it. I started liking it. And, you know, just the fact that it adds, you know, aliens to, you know, uh, a fantasy type of kingdom, you know, kings and queens and princes and all that stuff. And, you know, believe it or not, like the practical effects and, and the, the makeup they did for, you know, for this film was, I thought was pretty damn good. And, um, it was a, it's a long one though. It's a long movie. I mean, you guys remember it's a pretty long movie, but I mean, I I enjoy it just for the fact that you know that they added both. They put they added the mysticism. They added the alien atmosphere with you know the with the fantasy and everything. And yeah, yeah. I just thought I just thought it was real good though. I mean, I I, I like the it. the creature effects of the Cyclops guy was fun. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and then just you, uh, just um, the it's all about the glaive. Oh yeah, the, oh, the glade. That's what the oh, that's the glade, where the glade really started even before blade. And that's really that was really cool also. And then oh uh, yeah, but I mean just uh just uh like the makeup for for the last one I forgot I forgot who it was I think it was what the emperor the lord or something, and like uh, just uh, the makeup of the face was I thought was pretty, pretty damn good for you know for what the eighties I think late eighties. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but that was a good one. And then. Um, I'm gonna add some more. This was straight up sci-fi, and I really enjoyed it. Serenity. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, just yeah. This one also, you know, just like um, it was when was with Nathan. Nate was it Nathan? Nathan and Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Summer. Yeah, Nathan Fillion, and it was uh, summer, summer glow or glue or yeah. name, can't make sure name. <laughs> it had a it had a pretty good cast, man, and like just the story, just the story was cool. I know it's a, I know it's like a, I think it's a. A continuation from a, something called Firefly. Yeah, but, um, the TV show. Yeah, yeah. Firefly. And I mean, but I mean, overall, I mean, I I enjoyed it a lot. It was it's another long movie, 
And I yeah. mean, I went and I said, and I watched it yesterday, and I was like, you know, I forgot how long this movie was. But I mean, it, you know, and then adding, um, was it Marina McCadden? Uh, from, she came on Deadpool. She was yeah. Vanessa. She was also good in that. She was, I mean, just every, the characters were cool. It had its, you know, it has its, um, you know, it has its, uh, how can I say it, man? It has that, that comic relief and, you know, yeah. I mean, just the seriousness and overall. But I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a great sci-fi film that I would recommend to people. And I enjoy yeah, you it. Get, you get a little bit of the horror action aspect when they face off against the Reapers. Yeah. The That's Ravagers. Cool. The Ravagers? The Reapers? Ravagers? What is it? I think it's Ravagers. I think it's Ravagers. I think. <laughs> I think it's Ravagers. Yeah. But, I mean, just the, just the story and everything, you know, it brings you in, and I, I enjoyed it. And I watched, I went through the whole movie yesterday, and I was like, man, I forgot how long that movie was. <laughs> <laughs> and then now going to the third one, which is Twilight. one of my favorite ones. Anyways, uh, which one? <laughs> 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 and uh, I, I got to mention this one because it's one of my favorite ones, maybe second to, you know, Bram Stoker's Dracula, but it's um, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I need to rewatch that. Yeah, That's Robert Sprague De Niro, right? Huh? Yeah, it's a Robert De Niro and uh, yeah. Kenneth Kenneth Branagh and uh, Helen Bonham Carter. Yeah. And yeah, man, that one I I I, I just rewatched it the uh, day before yesterday too, and I was like, I forgot how, you know, they wanted to they wanted to make it very Victorian style, you know, like in the I guess like you know Blue Bloods, fifteen hundreds and or sixteen hundreds and wigs you know all the big wigs with all the you know the bureaucratic bureaucratic parts of europe and stuff and geneva yeah. geneva and all that and just uh just the way frankenstein is created <laughs> the way robert de niro played frankenstein you know when he starts learning how to read when he starts you know learning how how humanity really is you know breaking down because he thought you know the people that he was you know he was like hiding behind and helping them out with their crops and everything they uh reject him he starts crying you know just breaking down and just the overall acting was great, man. And just like the, the of course, the makeup, special effects for its time was great. It's a 90s. I think it's a like an early 90s film. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed it, man. You got to just, just watch it and rewatching it. I want to rewatch it. Just when, he, just, when he rips, just when he rips out, when he rips out Helen Bonham Carter's character's heart out, man, and shows it to Victor Frankenstein. I mean, that was like, wow, man. Like, I saw that when I was a kid. I was like, damn, that's brutal, man. That is just straight up brutal. So yeah, I had to add that one too, man. I was gonna do a review on this, but I might as well just throw it on here on the live stream. <laughs> no, good horror yeah, man, choice. That's a, a good huh? choice for horror. Good horror choice, right? Oh yeah, man. Beautiful, beautiful movie. <laughs> All right, can I can I talk about Twilight now? Can we? Yeah, go ahead. Wow. Here we go. All right, chat. Here we go. I'm going through all the Twilight films. <laughs> all right. I don't care. I'm getting flack for it right now. I don't care. Okay? I don't care. All right? You see the shirt? What does the shirt say? See that? See that, right? You see the iconic characters on the front, right? You see that, right? <laughs> Everyone in the world hates Freddy versus Jason. No one likes this movie. except I like it. Oh. I like it. Oh, wow. Okay. That's why we're friends. <laughs> People? I think every you know people's problem is a lot of people say it's really not Jason or for some you know in that movie for some reason. But I, whatever, I, I have I can suspend my disbelief in the Jason universe. You know, yeah. let it. Go. I love Kane Hodder. I love Kane Hodder. It would have been nice to have Kane Hodder versus Robert England. However, let's let's go back in time to two thousand and three. Let's let's go all. Oh, it's a long time ago. Damn it, I'm old. Fuck it. 
2003. And we're fans of both franchises. I'm more of a Jason fan. Lady Fatbloods more of a Freddy fan, right? So, but I love I love both. And we saw a trailer for this, and we were like, this is actually happening? Because we didn't hear anything for a long time. And then we found out later from behind the scenes, of course, after we watched the movie and, and, and years gone by, that the <clears throat> shit show that went on behind the scenes of making this, the hundred million rewrites, the script rewrites, just the shit show that went on behind the scenes in years, and that's why this movie never came out earlier. We are lucky that we even got what we got. Like, seriously, if you think about it like that, we are extremely lucky that we even got something entertaining and enjoyable, okay? Now, what do you want to see in a Freddy versus Jason movie, right? What do you what do you do? What do you go into the theater to go see? Right? Kong versus Godzilla. Daniel, what are you going to what are you going to go see the movie for? Kong versus Godzilla, right? Wolfman meets yep. Frankenstein. Wolfman yep. meets fucking Frankenstein, right? Yep. Okay. So that's all we really went to go for. And you know, they had to come up with some bullshit simple plot. <laughs> Freddy goes, Freddy's forgotten. No, everyone's forgotten about Freddy, so Freddy doesn't exist. Freddy goes to hell. Tells Jason, hey, I need you, buddy. Come on up. <laughs> we'll kill some teenagers. Get some fear back into them so they can think, I'm back. That gives me power. You get you get yours. I get mine. Of course, obviously, it doesn't go well because Freddy finds out later he can't control Jason. Now we get our movie, Freddy versus Jason. But... When you go back and watch that movie again, that movie is gory as fuck. They could have skimped on the gore, but luckily we had Ronnie Yu, Hong Kong filmmaker, the director of The Bride with White Hair, the director of The Bride of Chucky, and likes his bride movies. And Ronnie Yu actually resurrected Bride of... He resurrected temporarily the Chucky franchise because the Chucky franchise was dead. And a lot of people, they don't like the sequels after that, but they do enjoy... Bride of Chucky as a fun Halloween flick to watch. It's fun to watch. You get a crowd of people in there. It's a fun movie to watch. So they had Ronnie Yu direct this. It's a crowd pleaser. When we saw this in theater, the whole crowd was laughing, having a great time, cheering when people were getting their asses kicked, rooting for who they wanted to win. We were having a, we were having a blast. And keep in mind, our expectations were really low when we saw this in theater. We were just like, okay, this might be kind of fun. And the first time they actually fight each other, kind of like a dream sequence fight, I thought that was it. I was like, well, that was fun. <laughs> like, I, I, thought, I thought that was it. Little did I know. Oh, no, no, no. You have an action Hong Kong movie director, son. You're going to get your fucking money's worth. Little did I know, at the end, we're going to have a fucking cabin surrounded by flames. Jason's going to rise up. Freddy's there looking scared. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to fight. We get our standoff. We get fucking metal. They fight. The way Freddy uses his claws, or his claw, the glove, the way he uses his glove in this movie, he does not use it in his other films. The way he attacks and the way he, you know, is fucking up Jason, it's fucking dope, man. Like, it is dope. At some point, he even grabs Jason's own machete and starts fucking chasing up with it. I mean... Just decapitations, people getting split in half, impalements, comedy, bad acting. Sure. You mean to tell me there was no bad acting in the other Freddy and Jason films in the in the 80s? Every movie had their bad actors in it. Come on. Every other movie had their bad plots. Okay. 
I think when the movie came out, everyone's expectations were so high that when they went in, they were like, uh, they were kind of disappointed. And a lot of people, if they don't like the movie, that's fine. But I just wanted to, you know, make my case for it, damn it. That's a good time. It's a good time. And we were lucky that, you know, even if they even made the move, they even made the end fight look like a draw just so they can please both sides. I was, you mean to tell me that wasn't fucking dope? After Freddy's head gets cut off and Jason is walking back to Mama's lair with Freddy's head, and you think Fred, you think uh, Jason won, and then the camera turns by and Freddy's head winks at the camera. Come on, it's a great time. It's a crowd pleaser. We had a blast in the theater, you know. So Freddy versus Jason is my pick. Damn it! <laughs> All right, fun movie, but a lot of people hate it. They're like, it's a cartoon Tom and Jerry fight. It's Looney Tunes. It's Tom and Jerry fight. That's what people say. No, Looney Tunes are the Resident Evil films. That's... <laughs> people, I mean, people oh, gotta understand, like people gotta understand, like just the just the hardcore fans and the hardcore audience, man. That's always gonna, you know, you're not gonna please everybody, but they, people got people forget about how the hardcore fans go. Just the same, like the same as Godzilla, same as you know other genres of other you know movies, yeah. especially like horror movies. So yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoy. I, I, I like Freddy versus Jason. It's like, how are you going to enjoy Jason goes to hell, and then Jason X, and then bash on Freddy versus Jason? Or Freddy's <laughs> like, dead. Coming off of that, Freddy's, Freddy's dead. dead, right? How are you going to like Freddy's dead, but then bash on Jason? Come on, oh. Freddy versus Jason. Come on now. Oof. I think we're getting a little part horror five, snob. We're getting, part five, we're getting so. horror snobbish here. Mm. All right. Just sit back, watch two icons beat the shit out of each other. You get your popcorn, you get your beer, you're good to go. All right, next up we have, what do you guys think about Attack the Block? I thought it was okay. Is it worthy? Is it worthy or not? Is it worthy for the action horror list? Or is it, or is it, or is it a skip? Possibly. You could include it. Why not? Dishonorable mention. (laughs) (laughs) I love the monsters in that one, though. Monsters in that was cool. Yeah. I just hated all the fucking kids, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you don't, you don't, you don't, you know, you got the monster squad kids where you root for them and you got the fucking attack the block kids. You're like, oh my God, fucking die. When you're rooting for the monster to kill everyone, that's not good. Some people like that. I, 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 that's one of my pet peeves. It's something I have trouble getting over. Characters that annoy me to the point where I just don't want to keep watching the movie. <laughs> right. Or what you do is that you introduce a character that may may be kind of a villain or maybe annoying or something you don't like about him, but you give that character a character arc. Right. At right. Some right. Point exactly. In the film, where eventually, you know they redeem themselves and show their worth. And then you're like, all right, I can kind of get on board with the guy now. I think they kind of did that with John Boyega's character a little bit, but only his character though. I think the rest of the kids were just assholes. <laughs> I just want to throw that in. I just want to throw that in the discussion though. Okay. So here we go. All right. You got any more, Eric? Yeah, sure. All right. We'll swing. We'll keep swinging it. I'm coming correct with the next one. It's a B movie starring Dolph Lundgren. I come in peace. 
Oh my God! How did I also not known as Park Angel, one of the most underrated, entertaining B movies. I am so fired right now. That's it. I, I'm quick. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm deleting my YouTube channel. Thank you, everyone, for watching. I appreciate it. Great pick, man. I can't believe that. Just so this one. I mean, first time I saw it, it was just on TV. I'm like, man, this is like way. Like, how did this movie not like make money? It, you know, yeah. you got Dolph Lundgren as like a cop. His partner gets killed in a, in a sting operation when an, when an alien shows up in human form. And the weaponry these aliens use is just really cool. They have like this CD. It looks like a CD. And it shoots out and it deflects off walls and like slits people's throats and all this crazy stuff. So Dolph Lundgren, gets, get, Lundgren has to team up with this, this uh, douchebag FBI agent. And they're... they're, yeah. they're uh, their give and take between each other is just great. I love them as a duo, like a yeah, yeah. like a buddy cop film. Yeah, and they go after this alien, and there's another good guy alien who shows up to kind of help them out for a while. And this movie, it's just, it, I mean, I it, it's got a really good pace to it. You get some good death scenes, and yeah. it's interesting because the alien, like, basically the whole reason the aliens on Earth is to get a special drug called endorphins that you know in your brain or whatever. And he takes it back to his home world. So he has yeah. to kill people, extract their endorphins, you know, collect the drug, the drug, and then go back to his home planet. But the, they got to stop him because once he goes back and ev- all the other aliens find out there's a supply of endorphins, you yeah. got like an alien invasion. Yeah. So that, I, I really enjoy I Come in Peace, also known as Dark Angel. No, I know, I know from people, you know, casuals on the outside are probably looking at me like, okay, Dolph Lundgren's a cop and he's fighting against an alien drug dealer. Pass. But no, always give things a shot. Give it a shot because what do you get in this movie? You get a great hero being a badass. You got a great intimidating villain. What's his name? Matthias? Matthew? What's his name? Something like, yeah, something like that. I, I always forget his name. I'm always terrible. That guy did his real fucking stunts. Did you know that? Real explosions in that movie. Yeah. The Two. scene the scene where he's running he's in the parking yeah. lot and he's running off the cars. There's real they, they blow up the cars behind him, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. And he's like this is the real actor who's not really a stuntman. He's he comes from Olympic. He has an Olympic background. But he's running, you know, running, you know, on the on the cars away and and the cars behind him are blowing up. Like these are real, real stunts. There's some badass stuff. Plus, you got one of the coolest cheesy one-liners ever. Oh no, it's one of the greatest lines of all yeah. time in cinematic yeah. history. And now it's you no have to deliver, it for, deliver it for chat. So the aliens dying at the end. Oh, should we spoil? Man, why not? Right? No, it, the aliens it. dying, dying at the end, and the alien goes, "I come in peace." To Dolph Lundgren, and Dolph Lundgren takes the alien gun, and he goes. Then you go in pieces, a hole, <laughs> and he blows them up. This is great. Wow, is that that? Wow, you 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 almost turned into Arnold Schwarzenegger there at the end. Right? <laughs> and you go in pieces. Yeah, it's it's a fun flick. It's fun, but no, I I can't believe I didn't remember that. Have you seen Dolph Lundgren's Don't Kill It? No. Fun. Fun, uh, small budget uh, action horror uh, movie, but there's some good gore in that. But yeah, that's a that's a fun one. Now uh, here's a possible one. It may not qualify, but it's okay. so underrated. I have to mention it. Okay. Bombed at the box office. I do think, at least in the first half, it has allusions to horror, and that is 
the 13th warrior with Antonio Banderas. I was thinking about that. Oh, that man. Actually, I think that that works. I like that movie, man. It's it's just it's such a manly film. There's so much testosterone in it. So you got Antonio Banderas and he he travels to uh I forgot what country. They're basically uh what, what would you call them? Almost like Viking types. No, they're or? Vikings. Yeah, they're yeah. Vikings. And he he's an outsider. And there's this crazy, what they believe at least to be a, a fire dragon or something, a fireworm or something that's destroying like villages and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we need to we need to get together. They go to like a witch. And she's like, you need like a you need to go in like thirteen people or something, or have an outsider in. So they they basically force Antonio Banderas to come with these dozen like some of the badass like warriors you'll ever see in any movie. Daniel, you got to check this out, man. And uh, and Antonio Banderas goes with them, and they they go and they try to figure out like what's going on. Is there like a fire demon? Is there something else? And it's it's pretty creepy, even even near the end when uh, well, I won't spoil it too much. But there's like a witch witch doctor like character yeah. that freaked me out yeah and it's a it's a i really love the 13th warrior i highly recommend it it's underrated First, yeah i remember i remember the trailer for it um came out and it was called eaters of the dead like the book. i think it that's what the on. book was called i think that's what the book was called and they changed it to 13th warrior but yeah you, you just talked about outlander daniel you like vikings right you like yeah. me, you like Vikings, you gotta check out 13 Warrior Man. Just Hopefully. the end the end fight, I get chills at the ending fight. It's great. Yeah. Good pick, we, man. We could go to Daniel for the next one because I had two really good picks in a row. All right, go for it, Daniel. <laughs> All right, uh, <clears throat> Harry I Potter. Got, I got <laughs> never any <any> story. No. <laughs> well, that movie's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, I, I cried gotta... when the horse died. All right, I cried when yeah, the horse too. died. Yeah, me too. Right. Okay, but I gotta, I gotta, I got three of them this time, and they're gonna be, of course, what we talked about uh, with when I talked about with Fat Samurai guy. I'm gonna start with with uh, prequel. This is gonna be three of them that I chose because there are three, my, there are three favorites of of uh, of this series. And the first one I'm gonna start off with Underworld or Rise of the Lichens. Yes. And like yeah. I mean, I understand like it didn't get a lot of you know it didn't get a lot of praise. It didn't you know it kind of like you know it didn't make as much money as it, as you know as people expected. But for the prequel, just uh, Michael Sheen's uh, and a lot of the people they brought back from the first Underworld. Yeah, I mean I I loved it, man. I loved that movie. Just the werewolf uh, aesthetic, just you know the way the first Lycan was created, the, the way the first Lycan was born. You know, talking about what happened. You know, like in uh, Underworld Evolution and. You know, bringing bringing just the story together. Yeah. Talking about how the Lycans, you know, overcame the vampires, ended up, you know, taking over the castle. Yeah. I mean, just um, the acting, of course, was you know, there's always bad acting, but I mean, the girl that played um, Sonya did kind of remind me of you know trying to be like a Kate Beckinsale kind of uh, you know kind of as kind of uh, warrior, but I mean, it did yeah. have that kind of it did kind of you know, receiving me kind of well because the fact that, you know, werewolf, vampire, you know, they're going to have a, they're going to, you know, conceive a kid and, you know, Victor, the overlord, the warlord didn't want to have it, abomination, all that crap. The action yeah. scenes were good. The actual, just talking, you know, just the, the makeup, the practical effects, even though, you know, it's, even though it was, you know, it was, it was about a few years ago that it came out, maybe a little bit more, but yeah. everything, the CGI was good for its time. 
it was really dark though. It wasn't really dark, man. I mean, it could have made it a little bit, it could have lighted it up a little bit, but it yeah, was yeah. like the movie was really dark. But <laughs> overall, I loved it, man. Overall, I loved the, the Rise of the Lycans. Just, uh, just a prequel to how the Lycans had overcome the uh, the vampires and took over their actual took over their castle. So that I was think the one. I even think the first Underworld film is kind of underrated. Uh, yeah. A lot of people kind of make fun of it. I actually think the first Underworld film has a, has a, has a pretty solid story to it. I like the story to the first one. I like to do yeah. Craven too. I like Craven because he like. Oh, uh, we got Rob from Entertainment Talk Nation joining. Oh uh, well, Rob, what up, Rob? We got a star <laughs> cameo. No, forget about us. You're the star. <laughs> <bro>. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you're doing Appreciate good, man. Glad you're doing good. Yeah. Make sure you guys go over to subscribe to ETN for your entertainment talk nation needs. But yeah, I agree, uh, Eric. Uh, the first Underworld uh, over, uh, excuse me, Underworld is underrated. I actually like the second one, I, Evolution. Did you like the second one? It was pretty good. Yeah, but I think I think out of the three, I don't remember four that well. But I think out of the three. Um, I kind of have. I, I, I'm, I'm going to get probably some flack for this. I kind of like Rise of the Likings the most. I mean, yeah. sometimes some of the CGI werewolves can look a little wonky sometimes, but it yeah. gave me it gave me this. You see this? <laughs> it gave me that. That was my problem. That was my problem with the first Underworld was that. I was like, are we going to get some werewolf vampire action here? Because they're just shooting guns at each mm. other the whole movie. Yeah. Which yeah. was entertaining. It was still entertaining. But I wanted some. You know, finally, at the end of Underworld, they got down, which was dope. And Underworld yeah. 2, we had a little bit more melee combat. But 3 was all melee. There was no machine guns. Right. And uh, I, I enjoyed that. I think another reason why I enjoyed it the, the most was because I was expecting garbage. Uh, I was just like, who is this Kate Beckinsale, like, reject? Like, I was kind of, like, not feeling the trailer. Like, I was like, eh. And then I watched it on video later, and I was like, dude, that was actually kind of cool. So, good pick. Great pick. Are you going to talk about the other ones, or are we going to move on? Yeah, yeah, just, like, well, what I wanted to get to, like, you know, um, like, Eric was talking about the first one. The first one, the story was solid. Yeah. The first Underworld, the story was was completely solid. And, like you said, the... Uh, the action didn't pick up. It was a slow burn for real action until the end, and that was, you know, to me, that was it was a little satisfying. The the lichens were a little bulkier than I would have expected, and yeah. that's when I'm, and that's now that's when I'm moving on to Underworld Evolution, yeah, where they made a drastic they made a drastic change in the styles and the the looks of the lichens, having more hair, yeah, looking more not only not cat like but looking more werewolf like, and yeah. just the way. Just the way they made Marcus look as a hybrid man, yeah, like a freaking oh, gargoyle. Dude. He was he was more like a gargoyle than a vampire man, and like the way they made him look and the actor Tony Curran was was a perfect fit for that for yeah. that film, man. Yeah, it was a perfect fit, and just the overall action. The action was good. They introduced William, who was the very first uh very first werewolf, which you had he had white hair, looked more like a look pretty much just like a wolf, but he was a towering at least. Eight feet tall. I mean, I, I loved it, man. Like, even, yeah. especially if we were speaking about when the Rise of Lycus came out, a lot of people weren't expecting stuff, man. I was excited. I was like, I want to see this freaking movie. But yeah, yeah, man, all three of them, all three of these movies were, were for me. You know, they I I, I love that that franchise, man. I love that franchise. Except, except from the other ones, they weren't that they weren't too good, but they weren't like you know they weren't kind of my cup of tea. But these first three, the ones I mentioned, were those are my top. 
those are my top three. Here's a here's a fun little underworld story uh, for you before we move on. <laughs> so a long time ago, many years ago, when I was a lot younger, younger and thinner, I worked at uh, Target, and I had these two coworkers. We all worked at Target, and underworld trailers dropped, and we always talk horror movies and movies in general. And it was the funniest thing because one buddy was a huge fan of vampires. He loved vampires. Vampires are the shit. Vampire movies are the best. Da 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 da. The other guy loved werewolves. Werewolf movies are the shit. Werewolf movies are the best. Fuck the vampires. They're 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 fucking fams. <laughs> and then every day leading up to the release of Underworld, they would give give each other shit every day at work. Every day at work. And the, and the other guy's like, yeah, but we at least the vampires, we get laid. You know what I'm saying? What do you guys do? You guys in the fucking sewer? You know, like, look at your balls. <laughs> it was, I was, I was dying laughing. It was hilarious. Every day I enjoyed them taking the piss out of each other, right? Then finally, <laughs> and then and when it got closer to the release of the movie, they were like, you just wait. You just wait. Underworld comes out. Werewolves are going down, son. All right? Same thing, back and forth. After the movie was released, you know, after the weekend, we got, you know, went to work, met up again Monday. And I, and I asked them, so what do you guys think of the movie? And the vampire guy was like, yeah, werewolves are cool. <laughs> I'm not making this up. And the werewolf was guy like, yeah, vampires are all right. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they became, they had mutual respect. <laughs> Underworld yeah. gave them mutual respect, which I thought, was hilarious and it was a story I never forgot and it was perfect timing to bring it up tonight. But yeah, it's, it was it was really really funny. I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> All right, you want me to move on? Yeah, go ahead. All right, here we go. We got. All right, we're gonna speed run a lot of these because I got a lot. So I'm just this is gonna be just name drop and what do you guys think of it? Okay. Hmm. Aliens. And Alien Resurrection. <laughs> aliens. Aliens. Loved aliens. Loved right? aliens. And I, I, didn't, I didn't think Resurrection was that bad, but I mean, just the, yeah, the, 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 the humanoid, uh, the humanoid uh, xenomorph, that was kind of freaky, but yeah. Mommy! Yeah, man, that was, yeah. <laughs> definitely aliens. aliens over that Aliens is a perfect film. I'm sorry. Yep. It is. Yep. It's a perfect movie. I don't really care. Uh, badassity abounds. which gives us one of the most badass uh, female protagonists of all time in Ripley. Uh, great makeup effects. Great action set pieces. Memorable characters. You don't even have to watch the first movie to enjoy Aliens. Alien Resurrection, I threw it on here just for fun because I think as a creature, as an action horror creature feature, I think you can still have a good time. You got Ron, you got Ron Roman bonus. You got the scene where the guy's on the ladder and leans backwards and shoots his pistols upside down at the alien. You got cool movie moments like that. And don't forget about the guy in the wheelchair. <laughs> don't forget oh, yeah. about that. That scene was, was was great. All right. All these mechanical parts in his wheelchair, you think that's just part of his wheelchair. Oh no. They're hidden parts to put together a weapon. You get cool moments, cool moments like that. I know, I know a lot of people kind of bash on Alien Resurrection, but I think we're making an action horror movie list. Why not? Let's throw it in the hat. All right, next up. Here we go. 
we have all righty predator now if you guys say you don't like predator you're banished from the land it's one of the greatest movies of all time <laughs> you're, i'm not joking closing down the dojo and you will be banished predator one of the greatest of all time right yeah quite possibly could be my favorite movie ever right badass the manliest of manly men go in there they think they're manly they end up looking like a little bunch of bitches by the end of the movie because <laughs> there's something out there and they, and it ain't no man yeah we're all we're all gonna die I ain't got most, time to bleed, baby. That's right. And when the most badass motherfucker says we're all going to die, holy fucking shit. Great yeah. creature effects, gore, action, one-liners. It's got it all. Predator. Predator 2, is it worth throwing in this type of list? Yeah, sure. Right? It's got, a good enough, it's got enough action. It's, you know, I know everyone's not a big fan of Danny Glover taking Arnold's yeah. spot. But yeah. you know, it's... It's that urban Bill Paxton. Movie. I know, right? <laughs> I think Concrete it was going to be there. All right. What about Predators? I remember kind of. I remember like kind of liking it. Okay, it's it's worth going on the list. Okay. Now it's funny because I when I saw Predators, I was kind of disappointed in it because the potential was wasted. I like parts of it. And then I rewatched it again, and I was just like, kind of felt the same way about it. But then after I watched The Predator, mm, perspective. Watched that fucking bullshit, I went back and I started to appreciate Predators a little bit more. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Predators, it's not that bad now. I, I, I can enjoy it now because, I mean, look at, look at where, where we can go. Fucking little kid walking around trick-or-treating with Predator's mask on. What is happening? What is happening? Anyway. I don't know what they were thinking about that one, man. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking about that one, man. All right. Predators, Predators wasn't that wasn't that great, man. But, I mean, I, I definitely take it over the, the, the last one that just got released. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. We have the three movies here. Two from Robert Rodriguez. One from Quentin Tarantino. And then we'll jump to Eric. <clears throat> From Dust Till Dawn and Planet Terror, are they worthy for the list? Yes. Action, action horror list. Yep. Yes, yes. Definitely. Yeah. From Dust Till Dawn, I saw that in theater. It was one of the most badass movie experiences uh, I've ever seen. Selma Hayek showed up, and I became a man that day. And <laughs> this is violent. <laughs> badass. Yeah. <laughs> I felt funny. Sometimes, and I, I felt funny for some reason. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just you get you get the Mexican standoff. You get fucking Fred Williamson ripping off, ripping hearts out. You get fucking Tom Savini with a fucking dick pistol. I mean, it, it's just badassity. Okay, Dust Till Dawn definitely worth on there, worth going on the list. And Planet Terror, fun grindhouse fest. Now. Now, when Grindhouse was released, Planet Terror and Death Proof, did that kick off the Grindhouse resurgence, in, in in your opinion? What do you think? Everyone else want to do a Grindhouse movie now or make their movies Grindhouse throwbacks, or was it kind of starting before the release of that? What do you think? No, I think you're right. I think you're right on that, probably. Yeah. 
everything. I mean, it, it started. I mean, it started something, but I mean, since I haven't seen like as I haven't seen a lot like all of them. Yeah. I mean, I know. I know they. I know they took. I know they took. Uh, you know, they they just took the opportunity and ran with it with what they were making that I can think of. Yeah, but Planetara is fun. Fun. You get you get zombies, martial arts. You get a little Bruce Willis cameo. You get Quentin Tarantino with his dick falling off. I mean, you, <laughs> there's lots to like. All right, our main, our main. Uh, what's her name? The actress. I know Cherry Darling was the character's name. Rose McGowan. Yeah. Right. Fucking leg gets fucked up. Puts a gun on it. She's got a gun leg. You know what I'm saying? Machine gun, machine girl style. Okay. (laughs) Right. Instead of the arm, it's the leg. And then by the end of the movie, she has a Gatling gun leg. I mean, just comedy, fun, gore, a good time. Planet Terra. Death proof. What do you think? Mm. Death proof. It's more like a suspense. Okay. It really? It yeah, those, I don't know. It did have those stunts from Zoe Bell. Yeah. But it's a maybe then? Mm-hmm. Not really necessarily needs to be on the action horror list. I would have to see that one. Because Stuntman Mike was, he's hes a horror character. Mm, yeah. If you think about it, I mean, Kurt Russell was great in that role. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't like Death Proof. I think even Quentin Tarantino said that was his least favorite movie, but yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was fun for what it was. I thought it was a fun movie. All right, we will skip to you, Eric. What do you got? All right. All right, I'll do a little run of my own then here. So a few Japanese flicks. This one, I, I kind of classify it as horror, but it's kind of action-y. It's a movie called yeah. Tag from 2015. I'm wanting to see that one. And... uh it uh, the director's name is Shion Sono, which you know, as a fan of Takashi Miike, you should explore Shion Sono because he's he's pretty wild and demented, kind of like Miike is. And Tag, you know, it opens with a pretty fantastic slaughter sequence involving a bunch of schoolgirls, which is a great way to start your movie, <laughs> and one of them survives. Okay, but crazy stuff starts happening. And she can't figure out, like, what's going on. Like, some of the, the people are alive again, and, like, there's this crazy thing that's killing people. She doesn't know what it is. People are going crazy and killing other people. And uh, it's it's the thing that makes it action-y is that there is just constant chasing and running in the film. Okay. So it's like she's constantly, like, on the move, running from dangers, mostly human-related, some supernatural and you're trying to figure out the whole film, like, what is going on in this? Like, this doesn't, is she all, is this alternate dimension stuff? Like, what is this? Yeah. You get a few fights. You get uh, uh, some gunplay uh, in, in a school. Mm. All right. And, uh, but I really like it. It's very fast paced and fun to watch. So I would recommend Tag. And, uh, you know, Shion Sono is worth exploring for sure. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick one that you already mentioned, The Terminator. I've always thought that the first Terminator film is 50-50 action horror. And I've always felt that way. So that's I would include that on my official list. Oh, he, he, he petered out. I'll, I'll just keep going. Um, there's another Japanese one called X-Cross. Somebody mentioned it in the chat. Okay. And you basically get this... Did you hear my Terminator comment, by the way? Yes. Yes, I okay. did. So yeah. X-Cross... 
you get these two girls go to a resort to relax. The villagers are lunatics, and they they uh they have this weird ritual where they want to cut the legs off of women. Okay. So these two girls have to try to survive these group of crazed villagers. And you get two big-time action sequence. Well, not big-time. It's a low-budget film. But two highlight action sequences involving a, a one of the crazy villagers who is a woman. And she has a giant pair of scissors that she uses to attack people with. And uh, the highlight scene is a giant scissors versus chainsaw fight between two Japanese women. So it's... I'm in. It's I'm worth in. watching. It's kind of it has a slower pace, but it, when it pops, it pops. We have Nightwatch NB here recommending uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I love that movie, man. It's hilarious. It's a good time. That's a good yeah, movie. It's hilarious. Good, good, good pick. Another one, Japanese okay. B movie from the early '90s called Zero. Zero. And it's about this intergalactic girl. She travels in her spaceship and she hunts this killer alien. And it's got a really cool like design where like there's a little like face on the top of its head that that shoots out and kills people. And it has all these like I I would definitely recommend Zero if you want like a B movie uh, person versus alien uh, battle. Okay. Uh, it's got a lot of fun fight scenes in it. And it's, right. quite, it's quite different. Yeah. And then I'll finish off here with a big one that I think qualifies. The Beastmaster. Oh, I shit. Think, I think it's action. Oh, shit. <laughs> the Beastmaster. That's a good pick, man. Yeah. There's a lot of... Yeah, there's a lot of sword play, like a Conan type stuff. Yeah, you get, yeah. There's some scenes. The one scene near the end where the dude gets the worm in his ear and he goes in the tirade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It gave me nightmares as a child. <laughs> it traumatized me. So Beastmaster is what I'll yeah. finish with. Good pick. Oh, Beastmaster, man. Good pick. I found actually I actually found that movie on Amazon one time. I found it for like I think like nine bucks. Nine ninety nine, man. Like maybe like maybe like four years ago. And ever since then, I can't find. Ever since then, I've been trying to look for a Blu-ray or anything, and I can't find it. It's well, like, it's, I caught it. I got. I got lucky with that. You're in luck though, because Vinegar Syndrome is releasing a special Blu-ray of Beastmaster coming soon. Oh, so, cool! I'll definitely yeah, get that cool. one, man. Just keep yeah. keep your eye out for uh, for that. Uh, thank you, Warlock, for that information. But yeah, Beastmaster. Wow. Woo! Wow. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? We got the sword and the sorcerer. I enjoy that, but you know, obviously, y'all y'all know Conan the Barbarian. That's my shit, right? And Conan the Destroyer is my guilty pleasure. I like it too. Yeah. But uh, there were so many because of the success of that film. There were so many Conan ripoffs that were garbage, except Beastmaster. Yeah, Beastmaster <clears throat> felt different. It was within that same type of genre, but it it was different enough. To where it garnered its own cult status and its own fans uh, over the years. Two totally different characters and mm-hmm. movies. So, yeah, Beastmaster. You know, I never watched. Mm. The, I never watched the Beastmaster TV series. Me neither. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, it was puke. The Conan the Barbarian TV series. Did you ever watch that? No. Yeah, it was puke. It was worse than Beastmaster, I think. Was it Dumpster uh, Juice? It was dumb. I think so. It was. I tried watching it because I'm Conan nut. Yeah, it was Dumpster Juice. 
You know, I heard a rumor. Lady Fat Blood is laughing at dumpster juice. Um, I heard a rumor. Maybe you guys have heard. Let me know. Chat, let me know. Rumor coming out. Violent R-rated Conan the Barbarian series coming to Netflix. Ooh. Have, well, who are they cast? You know, I'd like to see the cast. Well, even whoever's casted, I'll probably watch it anyway. Yeah. You know? I mean, obviously, it's not going to be Arnold. Yeah, I would like to see an unknown dude do that. You yeah. know what I mean? A new dude to take the reins. Yeah. Yeah. What did you, what did you think of Jason Momoa's uh, version? I never even watched it. <laughs> I don't think he did. I don't think he did that bad, but I mean, he brought he a lot to, of he energy. Had to, he had to look. He had to look for it. I mean, he's like, what, six, four? Yeah. Six foot four. And he's a big dude. But I mean, I didn't, I didn't, exa- I didn't ex- necessarily like really like, like love the film, but I mean the film. I didn't think it was that bad either. But I mean, like I said, it's me. I mean, I'm. I mean, I. Yeah. I mean, I thought Jason Momoa did a decent job. Yeah, he 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 brought a lot of energy, like a lot of wildness uh, yeah, to the yeah. role. It's just the movie kind of was. It had its moments. It, it does. It did have its moments, but overall, it was kind of. It just wasn't the original. But it had. It, you know, we've seen worse. We've seen worse movies. Thank you for the donation, <laughs> uh, Mister Arias. Uh, he recommended Brain Dead by Peter Jackson, and I recommended that earlier. That's right, Dead Alive. Yeah, good recommendation, and thank you. Thanks again for the donation. We appreciate that. All right, who's next? Daniel. Who's next. So, so am I up next? Yes. Okay, I got these are the last two for this is the last two for for me. I finally got to well, finally got to all of them. So I'm gonna start off with one that uh, I know. Um, I say I know uh, my boy Fat Samurai guy loves, even though I might get flack for this, but I had to add it since it's still a, you know, we're getting, we're getting close to Halloween. But Spawn, Michael Jai White, <laughs> Martin, Martin, and Martin Sheen, and I mean, I just saw it yesterday, man. I saw it yesterday and. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it could have been a better film, man. But, I mean, just for the time, I mean, I enjoyed it. I liked the design, you know. Um, yeah. The CGI could have been a lot better. Yeah. But, I mean, just um, just like, you know, and, I mean, they could have utilized Michael Jai White's uh, martial arts a little bit more. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, pertaining that pertaining to Spawn, like, just just the overall ability Spawn had in this film were fucking badass, dude. Yeah. That was, like, totally freaking badass. The way the cape, the way the cape was floating down, when they showed one part when he's like standing right there by the ed- edge of the freaking building, you just see yeah. it going down. Reminds me of like when I first got the freaking Image comic, uh, back in like I think it was ninety five or ninety four. Todd McFarlane, yeah, yeah, man, it was you know, it was I, awesome, man. you know, I, it's, that's not a bad pick, man. That's not that's a good pick, but I don't know, it's not aged well with everyone else. I th- I, I kind of feel no. like me, me, and now you. Are the only ones that like Spawn? <laughs> I saw it last yeah. time. I saw it was like twenty years ago, and I remember yeah. liking it. I'm not yeah. the biggest stickler for special effects; they can't distract right. me, but I can right. look past it. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if I were to watch it again. I, I'm going to do that now. I'm going to watch it again and see if it still holds up for me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to remember they they still didn't have a big budget, yeah. and it was er- early CGI days. You got to remember, it was Spawn in '97, mm-hmm. then Blade in '98, mm-hmm. and then Matrix came out in '99. So we're talking low budget '90s, 90, 1997 CGI. But I, I think if you, I think you can appreciate 
the creativity of the CGI, even if it looks a little ugly, <clears throat> excuse me, the creativity is, is kind of fucking cool, man. Especially like when he like <clears throat> comes down breaks through the building and you get that really awesome shot where the capes was coming out and then all the chains is coming. Like, like there's cool shit like him running away from the police and they're shooting at him and he uses the cape to wrap himself to hide. He like merges with the building and kind of disappears. And then he flies away. Like the creativity, the ideas, him turning into a bike, like a motorcycle. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. No, no, he was riding the bike. And then uh, the clown was uh, was uh, riding his truck to, to run into him, and then he used his cape to harden into the concrete to fuck clown up. And I mean, the creativity ideas were there. All the CGI in hell and Inspector Gadget sounding spawn demon guy. Oh, yeah, that was, that was, I mean, that, that was horrible, you, you notice he didn't even he didn't even move his mouth. He's just like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Yeah, but but was... I mean, despite all of that, Violator looked fucking dope, though. Yeah, Violator looked cool because he looked just like the character in the comic, and we there was some cool shit, man. You got to remember, remember when Star Wars Episode One came out, and remember everybody going, "Oh my goodness, we have a full fledged CGI character that's named Jar Jar Binks." Oh my goodness, look at this, a full-fledged CGI character through the whole movie. Well, if you go back to Spawn, 1997, a lot of those Violator versus Spawn shots battles where he's impaling him on the, the spike and he's on top of Violator's head like with his spike just shanking him on top of the head. All that was CGI characters, you know? So you got to remember, the creativity is there. I know a lot of people didn't like John Leguizamo's clown but he acted like that in the fucking comic. I remember liking him in the movie. Well, I don't know. Um, acted that way. That's how he acted in the comic. So John Leguizamo did a good performance. So I, I like still think like, like, it's a worthy yeah, pick. I, Thank you. I like. I like. I like freaking. I like the John Leguizamo and and Violator. I mean, it's like it's like they it's like they didn't give a shit about the way Malbozo was gonna look. They just wanted to focus on how Violator looked because Violator was yeah. the main antagonist. And Violator looked freaking sick, man. I thought Violator yeah. was freaking was badass. And it, yeah, I now. just wish I just wish we got that the next fucking Spawn movie. It seems like this this new Spawn movie is taking five million years to come out, or at least get started. Like, what are we doing? So hopefully, exactly. fingers crossed, we get another Spawn adventure uh, in uh, in the in the future. Did you watch the animated series, the HBO animated series? I I bought it. I bought it. I bought it's it. Good. Uh, I bought it. Yeah, I bought it. Oh, it's good, man. The way he did, the way he, the way he worked, freaking Overkill, man, was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 adult. It's violent. It's way more darker and violent than the movie. So check out the uh, series if you guys have not watched the series. <clears throat> Who's next? Me. Daniel's got, got another one. Got oh, one keep more. keep talking. Keep talking. Lady Fatblood signal with me, but keep going. Keep going. Okay. Cool. So I don't know if Eric, I don't know if Eric's seen this, but this is like I was supposed to do a, a review on this one, but I had to talk about Event Horizon because this one's one of my favorite sci-fi movies like ever, man. And it doesn't get I mean it was it was a really rushed film that was like shit that would have been better, could have been better, but I guess they just had to rush through it because they were still in between that part that time between like the Titanic and all that stuff. So this one is really good, man. Just the just the, the sci-fi horror. Like 
style, you know, adding hell, you know, demons yeah. and yeah. freaking, you know, Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Neill, and Jason Isaacs. They they did great. I mean, it was yeah. a it was an overall great film. The the CGI and the special effects were great for its time in 19, oh, yeah. 1997. 1997 yeah. and just the story, man. Just the story of you know hell in space or Hellraiser in space, as some of my friends have said. Yeah. Basically, just Hellraiser in space, and yeah, man, I had to mention that one because it's just a to me, it's an overall great film, man. Can't say you, can't say much bad about it. That was a that's a great horror sci-fi pick there. I like how we're doing this here. I'm talking about my genres and stuff. We got Eric over here bringing the 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 Asian flavor. That's right, the Hong Kong and Japan flavor. And you got the sci-fi century bringing the sci-fi <laughs> horrors <laughs> movies. I like it. I'm digging it. So I wanted to do this with y'all. Well, Event Horizon is one of Paul W.S. Anderson's very best. I think I, you know, we could probably agree with that in Mortal Kombat, maybe, right? It's almost like as if he didn't direct it. It's almost like it's so puzzling how the guy... Well, maybe there was more creative control that reined him in in his first few films. And then he, he got a little success and he's in control of his later stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it's like the guy that directed fucking Resident Evil, Resident Evil The Final Chapter bullshit. It's like, this is the same guy that did Event Horizon? What the fuck? But me and the cranky critic, we went and saw Event Horizon in theater when it came out. And then we were bored. We didn't really know that much about it. After it was over, we walked out of the theater and we had to take a breath. Like We walked out of the theater like, all right, that happened, but uh, we enjoyed it. <laughs> like, we liked it. We were like, holy fuck. We were not expecting the movie to be that insane. But yeah, Sam Neill's in it, Fishburne. And a uh, great cast. I think uh, with its re-release from Scream Factory, I think, re-released the Blu-ray recently, uh, a lot of love has come back for Event Horizon. People are now revisiting that movie now. And it's it's definitely the cult status for it is, is growing, which is good yeah. because the movie does deserve uh, its props. So good pick. Yeah. That's done. I'm I'm done, man. I'm, that's all for me. <laughs> well, where's the Twilight movies? <laughs> oh, man. You, re- you really gonna make me look for them, man? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone excited out there to see the new Craft movie? Oh, oh, man! I know you pre-ordered your tickets already. I know you already you already pre-ordered. Are you getting ready to watch and stream it? <laughs> Eric, did you have any more? A few more. Okay, yeah. R- wrap up your list, and then I'll go to mine, and we'll just we'll just super fast through all of it. I only have a few left here. Yeah. yeah. How about this one? I I think it qualifies, and I think it's a little underrated. The Golden Child with Eddie Murphy. Oh wow! Action <laughs> horror. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a little think... bit, a little bit of fantasy. Yeah, but it works. Yeah. Yeah. So I I grew up with that movie. That. That's a uh, that it creeped me out again when I was like when I was a kid. There's some scenes that are pretty, uh, you know, like the blood and the oatmeal and stuff like that, and some At of the, the end, the end when the, the it reveals itself, the demon, yeah, yeah the demon, Sardonomsi. Yeah. There's some hilarious <laughs> uh, scenes, and that's kind of all action horror comedy, right? You have uh, the guy from Yeah, that was great. Yeah, so Eddie Murphy plays, you know, like a child uh, yeah. finder, investigator, and he's investigating. He gets caught up in, like, uh, underworld, like, uh, crazy stuff going down. 
And uh, there's some really good villains in that one, too. Gets a little wonky and bizarre in spots, too, but I like it. Uh, yeah. who's, who's the guy who plays the villain? Is it Charles Dance? Yeah, he's okay. awesome in this yeah. movie. He's, yeah. He plays real suave and cool. Yeah. So the Golden Charles Child. Um, Charles Dance was in there? Yeah. I think wow. that's the main villain. I'm not sure. I just, I, I think it is, but. Uh... And then, uh, <laughs> do we mention Pitch Black? No, no, no. no. Maybe, maybe Pitch Black might count. You think? Yeah, I think so. Definitely, was, definitely count. I saw that in the horror theater. Horror movie, horror movie uh, pickups that we just did. We kind of briefly talk about Pitch Black because we got it on 4K. But yeah, that's that could go on the list easily. That's How a good about, pick. this one's lighter. Okay. How about Big Trouble in Little China? Oh. It's got a oh, traditional God. horse that's not scary at all, right? Oh, that's tough because there's, there's like 18 different genres in one movie. I love the so movie bad. so I love the movie so much. I'm not gonna argue against it. And then the last one I would I would mention, again, oh. it might not count. It might not count, but I I grew up with this one, and I think it's it's totally underrated. Probably more horror, fantasy than action. Okay. Legend, the Ridley Scott film with Uh-oh, Tom Cruise. Uh oh, Daniel. I, I I think you can add it too. Definitely, man. I mean, yeah. Tim Curry in that movie is phenomenal, and it has some you know bow and arrow scenes. It's got a little yeah. action mixed in. Yeah. Oh, definitely. More it's fantasy, funny, but you could you could add, you could add that it's horror. I mean, just look at the way look at the way Tim Curry's makeup was as darkness, man. I mean, practically the damn devil, anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the, I, I can't believe that that was pretty much him looking like that, just walking around the set. Yeah, and this is this is why you know '80s kid come from the '80s. This is why uh, the practical and makeup effects. The creativity they had to come up with because they didn't have CGI back then was, you know, was just amazing. Uh, but uh, yeah, 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 go ahead and put Legend on there. Go ahead and print Legend. It's fun. Badass, badass choice, Eric. That's a badass choice. Me and Daniel were, were talking about actually Legend. What was that, uh, like last year? Oh, like a few months, yeah, like eight, nine, eight or nine months ago. Yeah, we were actually talking about that movie. <laughs> I watch yeah. it twice a year. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm addicted to it. He asked me, uh, uh, Daniel asked me what I thought about it. And I instantly went to my cabinet over here and I took a photo of the action figure that I have of Darkness. Oh. And then I sent it back to him and they're like, here you go. Yeah, he's like, oh, I guess you liked it. So That's all I, need. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> now, which version do you like better, though, Eric? I like the Tangerine Dream score better than the Goldsmith yeah. one. It's, it's I don't some... know if it's just the synth. The, the first shot with the bear, it's like the, yeah. the synth hits you and you're automatically there. That's it's like, but it, it, it helps the the uneasiness, the, 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 it just makes the movie feel more dark. The Tangerine Dream score. And I love Jerry Goldsmith. Like, yeah. he's got great, he's a great composer, but his was too whimsical. Yeah. We are here and we have a unicorn and there's Tim Carey as darkness. You know, like, it was a little bit, little bit too much whimsical, but I did like the extra scenes in the yeah. Cut, though. Yeah. I did like that, but yeah, legend, yeah, good choice, definitely good choice, good choice. Why not? Is that the last one? Yes. 
All right, so let's speed run through here, and all I'm going to do is mention the title, and you guys say yay or nay. Okay, chat, have fun with us too. I want to see the chat comments here. Let us know yay or nay if these movies are worthy of being on the action horror list. Okay, here we go. All right. <laughs> already laughing at it. <laughs> All right. Ninja 3, The Domination. There are some horror scenes in it. Yeah. Yeah, why not? More yeah. action, but hey, this got a little horror. Yeah. Ninja 3, Domination. You have a ninja, an evil ninja that kills a whole bunch of people and goes rampage on a golf course. He kills a whole bunch of cops. He gets killed. His spirit goes into and possesses an aerobics instructor, right? With the leg warmers. She goes on the the ninja killing spree. So you got to bring in what? Who's the who? You get you need a ninja to stop a ninja, right? So you bring in Shokasugi to fight against the aerobics instructor ninja. Why? Because fucking eighties. That's why. That's why. Okay. Okay. The purge. <laughs> the purge anarchy. The purge and yeah, I mean, I I can see some people classifying as a dark thriller action, but no, it's action horror. I think it qualifies. Okay, now I did not see the other purge movies after the purge anarchy. Did they have more action? Were they still action or no? I stopped at the second one as well. (laughs) I need to watch the other ones. Okay, I haven't even seen the first one. I haven't even seen the first purge. The The second one's better. Yeah, the first one pissed me off because I'm like, you introduced this concept, and then you have dumbasses. That just let the killers in the house. Like, okay, you just deserve to die now. But Purge Anarchy, you know, Frank Grillo, everyone's out in the in the in the city now, and it kind of becomes an an action film. So I kind of I kind of thought it was cool, but I stopped there too as well, Eric. All right, Maniac Cop Two. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Stunts. The stunts. I will not stress how good the stunt work is in Maniac Fire. Cop Two. Fire. He gets put on fire and tackles the guy through the wall. If you guys have not seen Maniac Cop 2, please. Action movie junkies, horror junkies, Maniac Cop 2 is the shit. All right. Next up. Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, unrated version. (laughs) I've never seen that one. I I saw it, but I forgot a lot of it. I've never seen that one. Probably it had, it, had, it was action. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy Renner, Gatlin Gun, just mowing down the witches. Body parts fling. It was R rated. Oh, I was R rated. Yeah, but well, well, I, I said the unrated version. So that's the oh, one okay. I. Watched. <clears throat> the witches were getting fucked up. Limbs was flying all over the place. <laughs> all right, next. Silent Rage and Hero and the Terror. Chuck Norris. Yeah, sure. Have you seen those, Daniel? I haven't seen. I haven't seen the. I've seen Silent Rage a long time ago, but I don't know uh, the other one. I have. Those of you that are watching and listening right now, if you ever wondered what it would be like to watch Chuck Norris versus Michael Myers, watch Silent Rage. <laughs> That's the closest thing you're going to get. A super enhanced serial killer that can't be stopped, but only Chuck. Fucking Norris has to fight. And Hero and the Terror, I just talked about that too also in our 
horror movie pickup video, how uh, that was actually entertaining too. I was yeah. very, very impressed with that too. Yeah. All right. Let's keep it. Let's keep it rocking and rolling here. Twenty-eight weeks later. Hmm. For some reason, I think that is just horror, but. Because I know there was, I know Jeremy Renner was in that. I know a lot more military was involved. Hmm. But I'm trying to remember. All I remember was the badass scene where the 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 military officer <laughs> was flying the helicopter, and he bent the helicopter like this and used the blades to mow mow down hundreds of zombies. That's all I remember. So I don't know if that's worthy or not. But I just wanted to mention that one. Twenty eight weeks later, let's see. Now this is old school. Let's see what chat thinks of this. This is really old. Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. We're talking back in old school hammer horror days. Where it's not really too violent. This is old school, man. This is like, if it's not late 60s, it's early 70s. This is like old school. So if you have not seen it, have you guys seen it? I'm assuming you're not. I don't think I've seen that one. Okay. So I recommend it. I think it's good. It's a good watch. It's old school. Um, don't expect a lot of action, despite what the title is. But you have this retired captain. He's out of the he's out of the military, and uh, his family got killed by vampires. So now he has a sidekick who's like a humpback, which is you know interesting. That's different. But his his sidekick's kind of like it's kind of like his Alfred to Batman, basically. And they go off and uh, uh, investigate a case, and they kill vampires at the end. Uh, but I wanted to recommend it because uh, even though the movie does not have a lot of action, the sword duel at the end of the movie with Kronos versus the vampire guy is actually pretty good, man. Like straight up fencing, old school. They're on top of the table. They're rolling on the side. It's it's actually – I was surprised. I was surprised. Is, is Peter Cushing in that one? No. 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 It's, it's one of those under-the-radar okay. horrors that got lost with the – Ridiculous shuffle of Hammer Horror movies because there's so many. Yeah. But it does have its fan. Oh, hey, really check this out. Orlando Herrera here. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. Bro, Captain Kronos is great. All right. We got a fan. The only the only sucky thing about Captain Kronos is that you know, it's not a lot of action, but it's still worth watching. But the only sucky thing about it is the movie makes you want more movies. The, I'm surprised it must have bombed or something back then. I'm not sure. I didn't do research, but uh, there, yeah, the bar fight in Captain Kronos was good too. He straight up Zatoichi's these guys. But um, uh, yeah, you you want more? You think they would have made more because he's got the sidekick set up, they got the world set up, they got a little bit of his backstory. You, th- I would have loved like five more Captain Kronos adventures, and there's no remake. Or anything like that. So it would have been nice to see uh, uh, more of Kronos. John Carpenter's Vampires. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, sure. Definitely, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Did you like the fact that his team got obliterated right at the beginning of the movie? Or would you want to see a little bit more action scenes with the team before they got obliterated? Could have added a little bit more, but it was kind of fast. Yeah, I guess it kind of works either way because they wanted to show how intimidating this vampire guy was. They like fucking 
everybody's getting obliterated. Interesting fun fun fact about John Carpenter's vampires. Uh, I thought James Woods did a good job. I thought he was entertaining to watch. Uh, but originally it was supposed to be Kurt Russell. Mm. Oh, wow. Dude, Kurt Russell teaming up with John Carpenter again in a fucking vampire hunting movie? Come on. I think that would have been fun too. But, you know, James Woods uh, did a good job. All right. They live. Come on. Yeah. They live. <laughs> <Body> Piper. <laughs> yeah. Come on. They live. Put on the glasses. Put the glasses on. Okay. They Live, which has one of the best one-on-one fights in movie history. See, when people go, oh, isn't that that cheesy 80s movie where they put on these glasses and they could see that the aliens are slowly trying to take over and then da 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 Yeah, but at the same time, there is context. There is meat to the movie. There, you know, There is satire there, too. But you still get, get some great gun-blazing shootouts at the end. And Keith David is great, but you still get one of the best one-on-one brawls in movie history that was recently homaged in The Debt Collectors, starring Scott Adkin mm. and Louis Mandalore. Yeah, they, they have a similar, pretty much badass, but it's the best fight in that movie. Mm. Uh, in an alleyway, by some fucking trash cans, beating the shit out of each other. And what I love about that fight is not only is it fun and brutal, but it's actually comedic in parts too. And they live, uh, but but yeah, they live has to go on there. Now, the hills have eyes unrated version remake. Mm. I haven't seen it in you, years. I think so. This is a buddy commented it right a bus DVD. I watched it Saturday. Dude. Somebody was saying something about Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> I was like, dude, Hills Have Eyes Unrated? It deserves to go on the list because when the when the when the guy with the glasses is trying to find his baby because it got kidnapped by the crazies, mm-hmm. dude, it's fucking bloodbath. It is bloodbath. You got the people getting you got nail gun hammered in the foot. You got People, the the dog is even attacking the bad guys. The family dogs attacking people. We got the big, huge. Uh, um, uh, uh, yeah, I, I can speak, right? I can talk, right? One of the big, huge, crazy, deformed dudes. He's like the big one. He's running through walls. He's running through walls trying to get to <laughs> the guy with the glasses. He throws him through the windows. There's punches. There's brawl. There's there's knees. There's stabbings. There's getting a fucking axe. Okay, all that happens in the end. I was like, holy shit, man. Even gun, even guns are used. So I was like, you know what? It's going on the list. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Two Rudger Hauer movies. Split Second mm-hmm. and The Hitcher. Oh, The Hitcher. Mm-hmm. Still kind of a slasher. Kind of a slasher, kind of, well, the hitcher to me is still kind of a slasher, you know, thriller. But I mean, I think I, I, I think it'd go on with this. I mean, I love the movie, The Hitcher's so good, and it does it, it towards the end become kind of an action film, yeah. yeah. So m- maybe, or maybe just a mention, or what, yeah. But what about yeah. Split Second, though? <laughs> yeah, I think 
Split That's second. What I remember. Yeah. He's going after a serial killer, killing people around town. Oh. But, you find, but you find out, serial killer, sorry, spoilers, the movie's been out for five billion years, <laughs> <laughs> that serial killer is not human. Yeah. Have you That's seen that movie, uh, Project Shadow Chaser? Which one's that one? It, I always got it mixed up with Split Second, but it, they have nothing to do with one another. I forgot the uh, oh, the 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 uh, dojo instructor from Karate Kid, the bad guy. Yeah, is in it, and he's stuck in a building, and an android is on the loose, killing people. What the hell? Yeah, if I remember oh. correctly, that's what it, it, it's. You know, it's a B movie, but it's watchable. Okay, better than Blast. Did you watch Blast? Oh no, I may have bought that. Yeah, you did. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'd rather you're better off with Shadow Chaser than oh, Blast. No. Damn it! Oh well, I didn't watch it yet. Mm. God damn it! Oh well, at least I only paid ten dollars. <laughs> I don't know. It might be a free giveaway. I don't know. All right, <laughs> we're keeping it rock and rolling here. Two here, Overlord. Yeah, Overlord. World War Two. Violent movie. Soldiers going in to stop the Nazis, and they come across a laboratory and creatures. I believe. I, I, I think it's a good choice. Yeah. For action horror, check it out. Check it out, Daniel, if you haven't seen it. Now, here's a here's one I don't think a lot of people have seen. Smaller, low budgeted film, starring Johnny Strong, directed by William Kaufman, called Daylight's End. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's a good one. I mean, it's a small, low-budget movie. Uh, Louis Mandalore is in that uh, also. Small, low-budget film. But you get some pretty good, intense John Wick tactical-style shootout action sequences against this in this po- post-apocalyptic world against kind of like these hybrid of vampire-slash-zombie hybrid uh, creatures. Like I said, small, low-budget, but it's fucking... It's got some kick-ass badassity to it. So Daylight's End... If you guys have not seen that one, how about this one? Adam Wingard, two directed Adam Wingard movies. Oh no! Oh no! Oh oh no! You got me scared. Uh-oh. Okay, here we go. Your next and the guest. I actually like the guest. You picked the one okay. that I like. Haven't haven't seen either. Uh, it's close. It's kind of like blunt. It's right on that thriller action horror line, you know? Right, right. I got to accept it. Okay, have you seen your next? Unfortunately, yeah. He uh, <laughs> didn't like your next. Oh, no. I don't like anything from Adam Wingard outside of the guest. What? What? <laughs> I heard his Evil Dead. Uh, Evil Dead, I'm sorry. Uh, Blair Witch movie was bad. Oh, it was atrocious. Yeah. So let me know what you, what you didn't like about your next. I forgot at this point. <laughs> I think because that came out in like 2011 or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I can't even. Well, actually, I I my notes. One. Give me give me 30 seconds. I got my notes right here. Uh, I thought it was a fun, uh, you know, low budget. I think inv- it, home invasion film. Again, I might have had a problem with the characters big time. I think <clears> in that one, um, it's opening up right now. I got, you know, this is what I do. I have a little Word doc with all my my little nerdy reviews of, uh, I have a separate one for English language movies. Right. Where is it? War- right. Warlock just said Screamers. Ooh. Lady Fab Blood? 
Screamers, worthy for the list. I, I Action that. horror. I remember liking it. It was low budget. Yeah. It was kind of... I've never seen the screamers. Thumbs up for screamers starring Peter Weller. Good, good one, Warlock. Warlock says your next works. Maybe you didn't like the uh, the uh, the the lead, the female. Maybe it's she... man. My notes here are really just uh, <clears throat> really vicious and angry. I don't know if that's like <laughs> bad decision making, uh, too much screaming, poorly written black humor, bad acting. Um, I guess I really—it was the first thirty minutes to really put it behind the eight ball. Yeah, so yeah. So that—that—that's uh, what happened. Okay, and if you didn't like it, you didn't like it. Well, hopefully you like the hunt more. Oh yeah, I did. I do. That was better. Okay. But yeah. I felt it got stronger near the end or the second half. Yeah, yeah. All right. <clears throat> uh, these are pretty much a given. Dawn of the Dead original and Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, pretty much a given. So, and in the Dawn of the Dead remake, you get fast zombies in that. Uh, the actions amped up a little bit. We get the chainsaw attack. We got. Uh, speaking of fast zombies, Nightmare City would count the Italian film. You know, I have that damn movie. I need to watch the damn movie already. It's it's fun. It's a fun movie. <laughs> the, is Nightmare City the one? Um, is that the one that introduced us to running zombies? Because I always thought Return of the Living Dead did. I think Nightmare City. Well, that it was, depends on what before. you call if you would call them zombies or not. You'll have to watch the film and let me know. But yeah, okay. it's a similar, very similar premise to running zombies. Okay. So that predated Return of the Living Dead, right? I think so. Wow. Oh, all right. Good pick. I, I'll don't worry, I'll watch the damn I got too many damn movies. Okay. <laughs> I'll get around to it. I will, I promise. Nightmare City. All right. Now we all do. I even have to say Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness. Do I have to? Oh, Army of Darkness, especially. Yeah, yeah that's definitely action. Yeah, action horror, groovy. You know, come on. Ooh, somebody beat me to it. Someone beat me to it. Orlando recommended Pandorum. Have you guys seen Pandorum? That was on my, my list. list. I haven't seen it yet. That was on my list. Hold on, hold on. Hold my list, uh, my to watch list, I should say. Yeah, Pandorum is basically it's about two crew members uh, of a spaceship. They wake up from hypersleep to discover that all their colleagues are missing. Despite this, it appears that they are not alone. Hmm. Pandorum. When after you get done watching Pandorum, you're gonna feel like I felt. You're gonna be like. Why the fuck is nobody talking about this movie? Oh, okay. What? I didn't even know this movie exists. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, what happened? There's a, a lot of people's reviews of behind the scenes of uh, a fuckery of why it's not a more wild, uh, wildly known, widely known, I can speak, uh, release. But you do get Kung Lee is in the movie. Yes, what? Kung Lee's in the movie. He actually does a little bit of martial arts on what they're facing in the film. So sci-fi action horror Pandorum is very, very underrated. Um, I had OGP. I, I recommended him to watch it. And he was like, dude, that was a fucking good movie. I was like, I know, but nobody knows it huh. exists. Now, a complete opposite of Pandorum, Deep Rising. 
Oh, man. I've only seen bits and pieces <laughs> of it. I haven't seen the whole movie. Chat, this Deep Rising starring Treat Williams and Famke Jensen. Is that worth going on the action horror list? <laughs> yeah, it's it's cheesy B-movie monster creature creature feature. Man, I can't talk any more beer. Creature feature flick. Uh, it's one of those movies where you're up late at night. There's nothing fucking on. It's 2 a.m. And you're like, you know what? Deep Rising works. But yeah, the creature's fun. Some of the CGA, CGI is, you know, a little dated, but a lot of gunfire, a lot of blood. Uh, look at it. Warlock. Deep Rising is a guilty pleasure. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. All right. We're almost done. We're almost done. Tremors. Yeah, that counts. Yeah. Yes. Fred Ward is underrated, man. I love that guy. I, I picked up Remo Williams uh, a while back. I'm going to rewatch that. <laughs> it's been so long. I need to rewatch that too. But yeah, Tremors, classic. Um, what do they got, like eight Tremor movies now? I kind of lost count. I haven't watched those other ones. Uh, but the original is where it's at. Uh, Tremors definitely needs to go on there. Creature feature, gore, comedy, a lot of fun. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll ask Daniel this question. On this list we're making, for fun, because he would be the expert in this. <laughs> Eric, you ch- Eric, you chime in too afterwards. The orig- the first one, not the other fucking two that came out afterwards. The first Cloverfield. Yeah. Yeah, that one definitely. Man. That one was surprisingly... That was surprisingly interesting... And I thought it was I, I I didn't think I thought like okay what the hell is this another you know kaiju ripoff and I was like no nah, you know what I, I thought it was I thought it was surprisingly good right and I was when I went to go see it I saw it before the hype came out yeah so I didn't really know what exactly I was getting into I know it was kind of filmed like a found footage type of, of thing but there was enough I think people running for their lives screaming you get military shots a lot of carnage. It has a disaster know. movie type feel at times, yeah. Yeah, that so would be actiony. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is it worth? Yeah. Do you think it's worth it or no, Eric? Yeah, I I think so. I mean, it's. I think you can add it to the list because I mean, like I said, it's it's still you know more like action oriented, but you know it has that it does have that kind of horror type the little that little smudge of horror that you know like you know people are running scared, people are freaked out. I mean, just. just <laughs> Just the just the image, just the way it looked yeah. when I first saw it. Just the way I first saw what that Cloverfield monster looked like, I was like, that tripped me the hell out. And I was like, that is one weird looking <laughs> monster, bro. I mean, but yeah. I mean, I mean, it does have that. I guess just that that frightening feel when people see it. You know, people running. You know, stuff like that. I guess I guess that's the, the closest you can put to it as it being you know somewhat of, of horror. You know that. Yeah, I mean, I'm being proposed to right now. Uh, the answer is yes, Brendan. Yes. I will marry you. <laughs> All right, cool. I just wanted to get the kaiju experts' take on it. All right, the last two: Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Satan. End of days. Is that worthy of action horror list? Wow, I haven't seen that movie in a while. I don't remember enough of it. Whether to determine yeah, if there was enough action or not. Yeah, that one came well, out, that there was a lot of action. 
and Gabriel Byrne played a good Satan. I wanted the movie to be better than what the, than what we got because if you think about it, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Satan. I kind of expected that to be the greatest thing ever, but yeah. I think it's enjoyable enough. I think a lot of people kind of said in the days was kind of a downer because Arnold died. Sorry, spoilers. Uh, but I don't know. Worth worth of the list or just honorable mention? I mean, it, it, if, it, if it pertains to anything, you know, demonic and, you know, heaven, hell kind of thing, I think you can add it to it. All right. In my opinion. Did I say first power earlier? No. Oh, first power. Come on. You got to put the first power on there. Like that that has yeah. to go on there. I'm fired for missing that. I thought that I thought I had that on here. First the first power starring Donnie Yen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The last one I for fun. Uh-oh. Got to get it. Where are we at at our in our poker game here? <laughs> I got a full house. Okay. I don't think I got anything. Ten <laughs> beers when I when I went off line. I'm back online now. Yeah, you're good. good. Rain of fire. Oh, yeah. I, what do you yeah. think? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel? I would have preferred if Rain of Fire was R-rated, but with that said, with that said though, do you feel Rain of Fire is kind of a little underrated? I mean, the dragon—it's one of the best-looking dragons in a movie I've seen. That dragon looked fantastic in that movie. Yeah, fucking Matthew McConaughey actually being a, a legitimate badass, which yeah. I wasn't expecting. A lot of people forget. Uh, unknown Gerard Butler is in that movie with Christian Bale. Yeah, people forget about that. <laughs> but I, I like it's that. a it's a fun movie man it's a fun movie you know it's uh i remember the, the scene where i was like holy shit was uh when the pilots dove out of the plane do you remember that scene and they were they were yeah. skydiving down with these like mechanical net launchers to try to fuck with the dragons and me and my buddy uh fat ninja we were like Dude, the balls you have to have to just jump out of the plane, skydive all the way down, and try to shoot a dragon in midair. It's like, holy fuck. Of course, obviously, that did not go well because they're <laughs> dragons. Uh, I always thought Matthew McConaughey's death was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, that always made me laugh. But yeah, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was a fun flick. I, a lot of people forget about Rain of Fire, but I thought it was different. I saw that one in the theater when it came out. Me too. Out. Yeah, me too. Any uh, others before we wrap it up, or is there anything else you want to talk about? I can't I, think I, of I, anything I, else. That, that Rain of Fire was great, man. I mean, that was I, I love that film, man. A lot of people didn't, you know, didn't you know perceive well. I I liked it. I loved it. I bought it on at first. I just I never saw the movie, but I saw it. But I I, I saw it. You know, I was still. I just you know moved back to El Paso and I uh, picked it up. Just you know, blind at a at a Walmart, and I watched it. I think I watched that movie like three times in one day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very underrated. I mean, there's a lot of those types of films, man. They, yeah, they they fall under the radar. But luckily, with us movie nerds like us, 
uh, we get out there and we, we we share our knowledge to the to the world, and we uh, let people know to check out movies hey, uh, like, like Twilight. You know, we we gotta let them know. Watch the Twilight films. You know, watch True Blood. <laughs> I got a movie in today. It's not a horror film, but it's one that was you recommended. So it just came in in today. So I, I'll watch it sometime this week. Oh shit. <laughs> The Taking of Beverly Hills. Yes, yes. <laughs> B-movie schlock heaven. I've never seen it. I hope, I hope you enjoy it, man. If you don't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I hope you do. So another one under the radar, yeah. Another, no one knows that movie existed. I'm sure, I didn't know. But yeah, uh, this was fun, guys. This was fun. You want? You ready to wrap it up for today? Yeah. yeah. It was great. All right, so thanks again. We had 50 viewers watching us. Uh, that was really awesome. Thanks, uh, chat. You guys rock for sticking with us and, and watching. And thanks again, chat, for your donations. Uh, so make sure you guys head over to the Asian Movie Enthusiasts. Subscribe to Eric. Show him some love over there, as well as Daniel, the Sci-Fi Century. Uh, we appreciate all you guys for watching and listening to the podcast. You guys take care, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace out. See ya. Hey.